93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And Steve Morrison. Words are like bullets. Plus, Casey Boyd. Lay off me, I'm starving. Kathy Romano. I'm going to destroy everything you own. Nick McElwain. I'm just not the, the hero type. And Marissa Magnata. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. And now... Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Hey, good morning. Weekend is over. Isn't that fun? It's a Monday, but nonetheless, we hold hands. We get through it together. We welcome you on board. Let's take a look at the weather forecast and see where we stand. For today, not too bad. Partly cloudy skies have about 47 degrees, so pretty seasonable. We'll have some light rain tomorrow afternoon. High 44, and then sunny and windy on Wednesday with a high 41. So we're hanging there. Looking later on in the week, though, down the road towards the weekend, we might get back up to 60 degrees. So a little surge at the end. Let's take a look at uh, traffic this morning. By the way, we have a new traffic sponsor. And we would like to thank very much NJM Insurance Group Traffic for sponsoring this award-winning traffic (laughs) wowed by celebrities throughout the country. Anytime they come in and see her perform the NJM Insurance Group Traffic, I was told to give you a big setup. It's Kathy Romano. 95 and South. And then she stalls yeah. before well, she goes. It's totally underwhelming. Wow. It's about NJM insurance. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, that's I, I didn't debate. know if there yeah. was more. The way you led into it, it wasn't like a, and now what? 95 Southbound jams from uh, Bridge Street through to Girard. Once you get to the Vine, you're in good shape there. No problems on the Schuylkill Expressway. Uh, however, in New Jersey, on the New Jersey Turnpike, we have salting operations taking place. So speeds are reduced to 45 miles per hour. A little bit of a slippery condition. Uh, both inner and outer roadways between exit 7A and exit 8A. And then uh, Newcastle, Delaware, 495 southbound at Terminal Avenue. We've got a disabled vehicle that's blocking the right lane. This traffic report brought to you by Wawa. Wawa Coffee, all 100% sustainable. Grab any size Wawa Coffee plus any sizzly breakfast sandwich for $4. Gotta have a Wawa. That's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday, January 6th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Five people were killed and about 60 were injured on the Pennsylvania Turnpike early Sunday morning when a loaded bus went out of control over a hill and rolled over, setting off a chain reaction that involved three tractor trailers and a passenger car. UPS confirms two of its drivers were killed in the crash. 53-year-old Daniel Kepner, who had five years of service, and 48-year-old Dennis Keller, who had 28 years of service, were driving together in a tractor trailer vehicle out of their Harrisburg office when the accident happened. Three of the other victims killed were from New York. Nine-year-old Jeremy Vasquez from Brooklyn, 30 35-year-old Eileen Zealous Aria from the Bronx and 58-year-old Shang Quin Feng from Queens. The injured victims ranging from ages 7 to 67 years old are all expected to survive, though two patients remain in critical condition. The crash, which happened at about 3.40 a.m. on the mountainous and rural stretch of the interstate about 30 miles east of Pittsburgh, shut down the highway in both directions for several hours before it reopened Sunday evening. I told you guys last week I was coming back Friday night from Phoenixville, the banded place. It was late at night and on my way home, I could it's some of the worst fog I've ever driven yeah. in. We have uh, my house is lit up with Christmas lights. 
I got maybe 40 yards from the house before I could see the lights at all. Wow. And wow. this weekend, you know, I woke up early. I think it was either Friday or Saturday or Saturday or Sunday morning, and it was that thick again. So yeah, yeah, it's been particularly it is, thick, yeah. If, if you are on the highway, and I know you just want to get where you're going, but you've it's it's unbelievable how quickly you can come upon somebody who stopped or then an accident and then a chain reaction happened. So yeah, it's, yeah. you, you got to be careful. The bus operated by a New Jersey-based company called Z&D Tours was traveling from Rockaway, New Jersey to Cincinnati, Ohio. The bus was traveling downhill on a curve, careened up an embankment, and rolled over. Two tractor trailers then struck the bus. A third tractor trailer then crashed into those trucks, and a passenger car was also involved in the pileup. Two people are being treated for multiple injuries after a witness said a wrong-way driver struck two cars in a head-on collision Monday. Investigators said the crash happened just before 2 a.m. on the southbound inner drive of the Roosevelt Boulevard between North 4th and 5th streets. A witness said a man driving northbound hopped the median and crossed over into oncoming traffic that was going southbound. The witness said the man sideswiped an SUV then crashed into another car head-on. Where was this again, Kevin? This was on the boulevard. Okay. Of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Investigators said a 36-year-old man and an 18-year-old female suffered multiple injuries in the crash. Emergency teams had to cut at least one person out of the car. No details released yet on how and why the car jumped the median. Have you ever been at one of those intersections where you start to make a left and you're saying, am I... What am I doing? Yeah. Turning into yeah. the right lane or yep. right turning into oncoming traffic? Yeah. yeah, you know, especially at night, too. It's, yeah. it's so dangerous. A Philadelphia Eagles fan who carried his mother down 10 flights of stairs during a fire in Winfield Heights was invited to the team's pivotal playoff game last night. Firefighters responded to the Brith Shalom home on the 3900 block of Conchhocken Avenue at about 1.40 on Saturday evening for uh, or Saturday overnight for a fire at a senior living center. Resident Sean Smith, who was his mother's caregiver, said they didn't smell the smoke at first, but when the smoke started to fill the hallways, he grabbed his mother, put her over his shoulder, and carried her down 10 flights of steps. Wow. Smith, who was wearing an Ertz uh, jersey and uh, no shoes said that he acted as quickly as he could. Ertz later saw Smith's story on 6ABC and invited him and a guest to Sunday's game at the link. Unfortunately, the game didn't have a good outcome, but Ertz says that it's all about the fans. Well, when he got his uh, mother out of the building, he spiked her. He was <laughs> yeah. <like>, wow. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I did it. Sorry, Mom. Got caught up. <laughs> uh, no serious injuries were reported in the fire. In sports this morning. Ball sacks are young. The Eagles lost to the Seahawks last night at the link. Ah. The Davion Clowney knocked Carson Wentz out of the game. Russell Wilson threw 53-yard touchdown pass, and DK Metcalf, uh, to DK Metcalf, Marshawn Lynch ran for another touchdown, and the Seahawks beat the Eagles 17-9 in the wild card round. Making his first career playoff start, Wentz lasted two series before exiting with a head injury following a helmet-to-helmet hit from Clowney. 40-year-old Josh McCowan stepped in, becoming the oldest quarterback to make his playoff debut, but he couldn't lead the Eagles into the end zone, so the Eagles' season is now over. In the other wild card playoff game yesterday, Yesterday, the Minnesota Vikings beat the Saints in New Orleans in overtime, winning 26-20 on Saturday. The Tennessee 
Titans beat the defending champs, the New England Patriots, in the night game, winning 20-14. to And in the first game of the weekend, the Houston Texans beat the Buffalo Bills 22-19 to in overtime. The Sixers will look to end their four-game losing streak when they return home to play the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight in South Philly. Tip-off is scheduled for 7 o'clock. And the Flyers, who have lost three straight and four of five on this road trip, have one more game away from home when they play the Hurricanes tomorrow night in Carolina. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. Listen, we didn't anticipate uh, the Eagles season ending yesterday, but I'm glad we have this to distract you. We got lots of money to give away today. So, hey, look over there. There's money. There's money. You don't have to look over there anymore. We got money over here. We have a couple opportunities for you to win some serious cash today. We begin uh, our big easy money contest that starts at 8 o'clock this morning. Yep, and it goes five times a day, Monday through Friday. It's similar to the other contests that we've done. In fact, it's exactly the same. With a different name. So you know how easy this is. It's your chance to win $1,000 five times a day, Monday through Friday, for the next several weeks. And it's pretty simple. Uh, starting, and we do it, uh, like I said, the five times that you want to tune in are 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 1 p.m., 4 p.m., and 6 p.m. We will do our damnedest to get as close to 8 o'clock as we can with this. But it's pretty simple. We'll reveal a keyword for the hour, and then you'll have about 15 minutes to enter that keyword. There are a couple of different ways that you can do this. I recommend that you try to do it on the MMR mobile app or on the contest page at WMMR.com because there's an added grand prize to that. Uh, but either way, you can also text it to a special number that we have, 45911, and you'll do that later on. Uh, and you will one random entrant, no matter how you submit, will have a chance to win $1,000. Now, if you do it with the app or WMMR.com, you'll also be entered to win a $10,000 grand prize as well. So if you're going to do it, you might as well do it yeah, that way because you get two chances to win. Sponsored by Meineke, so that comes up at 8 a.m. And then... We have another chance for you to win some cash, and it's uh, we're doing it, I believe, every day this week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a chance to win $500, and it's courtesy of the Dr. Oz Show. We will ask a trivia question about Dr. Oz. Now, today it's just going to be kind of a general question, and then on the following days, Tuesday through Friday, we'll ask you a question about the previous day's show. So this is, it's hate. It's to get you to watch the show. It's a watch and win. And if you watch the show, the question will pertain to that program, and you call and you answer it correctly, you win the cash. But today's kind of just a general question about the Dr. Osso show. So you didn't have to see, you know, like Friday show right, to be right. on Right, You're just learning about it today. So we'll get to that at 930. We'll bring you up the speed. You'll figure it out as it goes on this week. So several opportunities to win money each and every day this week. Uh, it's very exciting. Yeah. I love when we're giving away money. And also distracting you from the, the Eagles loss yesterday is uh, we're going to have a hot mess in here. Lenny Dykstra. <laughs> <laughs> Lenny Dykstra is stopping in today just to talk. And he... And everything. ...had called in on... Friday. Friday, what were we talking about? We were talking with Jeff Devlin, and so we couldn't go to Lenny. Yeah, but we were talking about cereal. cereal. We were talking about cereal because he had commented on the Gene Simmons thing, and there's somebody who works with Lenny who listens to the show and was like, hey, do you want him to call in right now? And we were like, no. And he called in anyway. Well, we had, yeah, Yeah. we were were busy, but he called in anyway. But did he have a cereal story, or? He tweeted at Gene Simmons about cereal, and uh, we responded to that tweet, (laughs) and that started the chain of events. So I ended up having a conversation with him on uh, on Friday morning, and it ended up on our Fun Size podcast. Uh, That's a train wreck, but it's interesting. And Lenny, uh, love him or hate him, he's got got a lot to say, so it should be a fun morning. Fair enough. He's going to stop by around 9 o'clock today, so we'll see what that yields. 
Uh, so these things and more are taking place. Don't forget the day off on the slopes. It's Friday. Wow. It is this Friday. Pierre and Jackson broadcasting live from Jack Frost. And this is uh, this is a, a, a warm-up of sorts. for the, It's it's a, an awesome time. Obviously, it's a legendary. You know, it's been going on for ages and ages here at MMR. But then we take it up a notch, and then we go to the Cardboard Classic, uh, which is the first Friday in March every year. So and that'll give us some time to get some snow on the ground. Now, obviously, up there, they can make snow all the time, so yeah. it's not an issue. Yes, sir. All right, so why don't we take a break? Because the Golden Globes were last night. we got to run down some of that stuff. Uh, entertainment report, yep, that's on the way with a stupid question as well. Some giveaways. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a little bit. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Safari song on 93.3 WMMR. It is everything that rocks. Preston and Steve show. Look at that gorgeous sunrise. Oh, wait. No, that's a halogen lamp right <laughs> outside of our window. That? I don't know. It's the we've, brightest light I've ever seen. Uh, we've had this insanely bright light shining, shining on a scaffolding on a... directly into our Look, studio. Look, Preston, it's Carol Ann. All morning long. <laughs> From Poltergeist. I'm like, Wow. That's uh, beautiful. But uh, nonetheless, the sun will be along shortly at 6.33 a.m. Let's take a look at NJM Insurance Group Traffic. Kathy, what's going on this morning? New Jersey Turnpike southbound at 2.06 in the outer roadway. Two right lanes are blocked. It's a car that is uh, a truck fire, actually. Uh, and it looks like there may be a few vehicles that involve, uh, are involved. So we'll keep you updated on that. New Jersey Turnpike southbound at Route 206. Two lanes in the outer drive blocked because of this truck fire. 55 northbound jams from Deptford to 42, 42 north, slowing from 41 to 295. A Schuylkill Expressway westbound jams from City Avenue to Belmont eastbound side, slowing from Gladwin into Belmont the Boulevard to Spring Garden. And then on 95 southbound, your jam from Bridge through to Girard once you get to the Vine. In good shape there, 422 eastbound, slowing Trooper to 23. This traffic report brought to you by Target. Dash into Target for the great winter clearance dash with hundreds of items up to 70% off. But you better hurry. It's the great winter clearance dash going on now only at Target. And that's your traffic on 93.3. WMMR. All right, thanks, Cass. So we'll do the super question. Going to give away a four pack of tickets for the Philly Home Show. It's coming up this weekend, the 10th through the 12th, and then the following weekend, the 17th through the 19th, Pennsylvania Convention Center. The question I have for you, very, very easy. We'll do a birthstone question. What's the birthstone for the month of January? Go look it up and call us, all right? 215 263 WMMR. The birthstone for the month of January. Let's see if you know. Number of birthdays today on January 6th. Uh, Norman Reedus of The Walking Dead. Uh, is 51 years old today. 
I saw him in something. I don't know what it was, and it was just weird to see him. Boondock Saints was it? No, it was it was something else. It was a real quick. It was from earlier on in his career. It was a quick uh, a clip that I saw, and I'm like, oh my god, it's yeah. weird seeing him in any other role because he's so ingrained in that role. And now. he, if he's not. You know, sort of sweaty and stringy and oily yeah. hair. He looks weird. Yeah, he's but supposed I, to be dirty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think his first bit of fame came with some modeling, right? I wouldn't doubt Before it. Before Boondock Saints? He's a good-looking dude. Yeah. yeah. So he's 51 today. Uh, Eddie Redmayne, the actor, uh, Theory of Everything, phenomenal. That's film. such a great movie. Yeah. Uh, went on to do other great movies, Fantastic Beast, The Danish Girl. Uh, he is uh, 38 today. Danny Penitoro, Steve. Oh, my God, from Who's the Boss? Yeah, Jonathan on that show. Yeah. Uh, is uh, 44 years old today. Uh, then you have Julie Chen. She's been here in our studio before, the host of Big Brother. She, and She turns 50 today. Still hosting that show. Uh, yeah. And the, the wife of Les Moonves. Correct. Who has been cast into oblivion now. I mean, with a huge buyout package from oh, CBS. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah his, his time's over. So she's the big five zero today. Hey, Steve, uh, Casey, yes. it's Howie Long's birthday oh, today. Oh, I can't wait to tell my buddy Jeff. He it, loves that guy. Jeff loves Howie Long. Boy, he's got big muscles, doesn't he, Casey? Yeah. <laughs> what, was, what caused so to out if you listen to the show with any regular? Right, long you know, story short, yeah, yeah. Jeff and I used to uh, we used to go to this bar all the time every Monday night, and for some reason we were just. Uh, Howie Long was on the TV, yeah. and it wasn't because you know NFL on Fox is on Sunday. But he, we're just sitting there talking, sitting at the bar, and, and he just turns to me. He goes, "Howie Long's a good-looking guy." <laughs> Out of the blue, yeah. almost. <laughs> I don't even know, and that was never going I, to end it. I yeah. mean, I don't know if at the time I knew that he was. You know, watching him on, on the television, so to me, it just sounded like... And by like, the way, your you friend you're, you're talking about had not come out at this point. <laughs> he had not come out at this point. No, but it just, it was random. Yeah. It was a moment. Uh-huh. You seized on it. <laughs> yeah. And from there on, he had a crush on Howie Long. Yes. Was anybody else besides you there? Just me and him. Oh, so and, I could be making this all up. And and so you started to share this amongst your friends and everything, and it became a thing? Yeah. No, okay. It's a thing. So we have, <laughs> a pic- doing? We, we have a picture here in the studio. It's a black and white picture of Howie Long with an ice pack in, hanging in front of his balls. For all intents and purposes, he could be naked in this picture just with an ice pack over his balls in the uh, uh, Raiders locker room. I printed that up on a giant poster, and I uh, put that on Jeff's mailbox. Beautiful. <laughs> birthday. Beautiful. Uh, Howie is the big 6-0 today, so big wow. birthday for him. Uh, Rowan Atkinson, I love him, Mr. He's Bean. Great. Yeah, Mr. Bean, he is uh, 65 years old today. Case okay, so over the break, he, he's got a, a, a role, a couple of roles in um, uh, Love Actually. I watched it. I thought about you. I think you'd really like that movie. I started watching it. Uh, and then I ended up falling asleep. There's I, a I girl. Can't... There's a girl in the movie that I think you'll fall in love with. Her name is uh, in the movie. Her name is Natalie. She's uh, an assistant to the oh, yeah, uh, prime yep. minister. Yep. Yeah. Stunningly beautiful. I love her. Yeah. Yeah. So she's your type, I think. But anyhow, uh, Rowan Atkinson, who's great in that, is uh, 65 today. A uh, couple other ones. Uh, Nigella Lawson, the British cooking show host. She was one of the first in that wave of super popular. Was it the Food Channel at that point? She, I'm. I don't remember if she started on Food Network or not, but I used to watch her show, and she's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I always liked her show. Yeah, she's uh, 60 years old today. Trudy Styler, actress, producer, and wife of Sting, Gordon Sumner. Oh, yeah. So what was she doing before they were married? She was an actress, I She believe. was an actress? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. 
Uh, she's, she's a singer? Never. No, she's no, a, dancer. a dancer. But she was. Um, no, she, she was, was a dancer. dancer. Jinx, oh, oh my God. God. She's like a mid-level actress. She never really okay. took off. Yeah. But she's 66 today. And the last birthday, and we'll probably touch on this a little bit with the Golden Glows, because she presented an award. Kate McKinnon yes. celebrates her 36th birthday today. And her, her career is zooming along. Yeah. Tons of movie work and still doing SNL. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. What is the birthstone for the month of January? 215-263-WMMR. I don't know if this is going to work or not. Do I push a button and try a case or do I give you a uh, you know, second? Give me one second to hit We need to reset a little bit of uh, technical uh, equipment here. It looks like it's set now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Let yeah. me go to Scott, see if we can get the answer. Hey, Scott, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Awesome, Scott. Let's see if we can set you up with the prize. Birthstone month, uh, or birthstone for the month of January. Well, seeing how my birthday is the same day as yours, it's a Garnet. All right, dude, oh! Garnet. Oh! Garnet. Oh! Hang on, Scott, and happy birthday in advance, bud. Oh! We are going to give you a uh, four-pack of tickets for the Philly Home Show, January 10th through the 12th and the 17th through the 19th at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. You can visit phillyhomeshow.com for tickets, and you can meet Kathy at the show on Saturday between 4 and 6. That's this weekend, right? Yep, Saturday. Yep. Cool. Excellent. All right. uh, At the box office, number one, third week in a row, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Thirty-three point seven million, so it's still doing great. Get up, Skywalker! Uh, then you, rise, Skywalker. Rise. Jumanji next level was second, followed by Little Women, The Grudge, Frozen Two, Spies in Disguise was six. Uh, then you had Knives Out, Uncut Gems, uh, Bombshell, and number ten was Cats with two point six million. <laughs> so speaking. Uh, speaking of movies, the 77th Golden Globe Awards kicked off the award season last night, hosted live by Ricky Gervais. Uh, and 1917 and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood emerged the big winners on the movie side with Best Director, Best Picture, Best Screenplay, Best Picture, and Best Supporting Actor, respectively. And Joker performed uh, fairly well. Uh, bringing home two awards. It seems the uh, so I watched all of it. The awards seem to be fairly evenly dispensed around, so everybody got something. And uh, you know, it was it's 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 really once they get going. And I think Ricky Gervais did a great job, you know, with his monologue in the beginning. But once the after they get to the award show after that, it's it's a conveyor belt. Preston. It rolls. It's one right after another. In fact, I watched some of it last night, Steve. And as they are uh, doing the montage of the nominees, yeah. It's like lightning oh, fast. Yeah, it's, I mean, like uh, they they show a, a like three second tops clip of each movie, and they zip right through it. Well, and as Casey observed, we were talking earlier. It's because they're incorporating television and and everything into the whole mix, so mm-hmm. they have a lot more awards to get to. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to play some clips from this? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought Ricky Gervais started off the night and did a great job. We have a couple of clips uh, from him. He's talking about. Do you have the one? Uh, I got I, all. I, of we them can here. go in order. Yeah, just, here. just go in the order. You'll hear. Right, here the jokes is, explain themselves. Here's the first one. But you all look lovely, all doled up. You came here in your limos. I came here in a limo tonight, and the license plate was made by Felicity Huffman. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> Shush. Wow. Shush. Okay. I mean, Preston, right. he did not hold back <laughs> at all. But he got to the point where it was so 
so slamming that even people who are holding out just had to start laughing because okay. he was going hard. All right, here's another one about uh, the <laughs> memoriam section, in memoriam. We were going to do an in memoriam this year, but when I saw the list of people that had died, it wasn't diverse enough. <laughs> it just, no. It was mostly white people. Uh. And I thought, nah, not on my watch. <laughs> Maybe next year. Let's... Let's see what happens. Oh, that's good. I was howling. That's good. All yeah. right, next, uh, talking about the Irishman. Here we go. The Irishman was amazing. It was amazing. Um, that, it was. My fact was great. Uh, long, but amazing. Um, it wasn't the only epic movie. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, nearly three hours long, Leonardo DiCaprio attended the premiere, and by the end, his date was too old for him. Nice. <laughs> nice. And they cut to DiCaprio, who started laughing. Really? It, it, All right, good. it has a, you know, right, have good. some fun. All right, uh, he throws some shade at cats. Here we go. The movie Cats. No one saw that. And the reviews. Oh, shocking. I saw one that said, this is the worst thing to happen to cats since dogs. Right? <laughs> but Dame Judi Dench defended the film, saying it was the role she was born to play. Because she... I can't do this next joke. <laughs> because what? she loves nothing better than plonking herself down on the carpet, lifting her leg and licking her... <laughs> She's old school. Um, That's hilarious. The word that he used was uh, was minge, which is like a British slang, vulgar term. Yeah, right? yeah. But I was surprised they kind of bleeped that out. You know, I didn't. I, didn't, I thought maybe they could skirt <laughs> around you, it by saying that <laughs> word. No, no. we're talking about awesome. licking that body. Part. I guess so. It yeah. doesn't matter what you call it. I don't think. Yeah. And they, they cut to Chris Evans, who who started laughing, and, and everyone was. Uh, oh, that's. A- Awesome. He also did like a Jeffrey Epstein joke, and he goes, he goes, he goes. Listen, I know he was your friend, and then they're all like, "Oh my god!" Wow. But uh, yeah, he started off solidly, but then after that point, he really was just up there briefly. You know, for the yeah. remaining 19 and a half hours. Yeah, I didn't catch much of him because uh, I came in uh, later on. So uh, let me play a couple of more clips. Let's see what else we have. Ellen DeGeneres got the Carol Burnett Award, the second recipient of the Carol Burnett Award. Kate McKinnon had um, gotten emotional uh, introducing her. All right, so I don't really watch Saturday Night Live. I love Kate McKinnon, though. I did not know she was gay. Yes. No, me neither. Uh, yeah. And she did a wonderful presentation of the award to Ellen. I thought it was great. She really got choked up. She got choked up. It she was important to her yeah. as a young gay girl uh, to see Ellen having success on television and going, you know what? Okay, I can I can do this, too. So a lot of people forget great. that when Ellen came you know, out on her show, it sort of put the kibosh on her sitcom. Yeah. Like, yeah. Everything mm-hmm. sort of shut down. When she came back with her talk show, and as she talks about being able to be herself more yeah. and, and show what she was about, uh, that's when things just went through the stratosphere. Yeah. So she talks about uh, the show, but what she did is... She is innately a funny person, so uh, this is here's she did a great. We'll let her talk about great it. routine. Yeah, I got a talk show, and I was able to be myself, and that was 17 years ago. And I feel like you've all really gotten to know me over the past 17 years. I am an open book, and I couldn't have done it without my husband, Mark. <laughs> Mark, you are my rock. <laughs> Thank you for supporting me through this crazy journey. <laughs> I know it wasn't easy for you or the kids. Rupert and Fiona, go to bed. I love you. That's funny, because they're in college now. But 
She was great. She did the, the so speech like a stand-up routine, and it was very, very funny. And she talked about something that, you know, uh, that, that I guess in, in a modest way we can commiserate with or, or at least celebrate is that she talked about how cool it is to have people come up to her and say they were going through a, a tough time in their lives and that the show got them through and made them happy and inspired them, and that's a cool thing. I you thought know? the same yeah. thing, Steve. I love uh, anybody who's who does entertainment for a yeah. living. That's just a wonderful thing to hear, you know? All right, so uh, I didn't catch this. Elton John and Bernie Taupin uh, yeah. got up and spoke. I guess they they did actually. So uh, uh, it was it was actually a big night for for them. But they won for uh, a best song, which mm-hmm. is from the the movie uh, Rocket uh, Rocket Rock Man. Yep. And uh, it was just wild to see them together Bad. for all these years. Yeah. yeah, here we go. You know, this is really sweet because this is not just about a song we wrote for a movie. This is a song we wrote for a movie, which deals with our relationship and it's a relationship that doesn't happen very much in this town it's a 52 year old marriage so thank you what song was it uh from the movie uh got a case i'm gonna love me again yeah i don't really know it uh i I watched the movie but case i don't remember i i I saw the title yeah i'm gonna love me again and and it's i I don't remember how and the movie won for best um actor in a music i I believe okay only subcategory so it's uh, is it egerton or edgerton i was thought Uh, it was egerton yeah i I heard it pronounced both ways last night but but he won playing for playing um elton john that's cool and then tom hanks won the cecil b demille award was presented the cecil b demille award i wasn't expecting him to get emotional like he did right right off the bat and then kathy you sort of because he's such the consummate performer but then after he and we'll play the moment where he breaks up they do a reverse angle and what he's looking at right up up front is his entire family family sitting around the table and that's what got him okay here we go uh i have a cold and i'm a little jittery um, I, a man is, oh, man. sorry, a man is blessed, a man is blessed with a family sitting down front like that, a wife who is fantastic in every way, who has taught me what love is, five kids who are braver and stronger and wiser than their old man is, and uh, a loving group of people who have put away with me being away months and months and months at a time. Of course, otherwise I wouldn't be standing here if they didn't have to put up with that. So uh, I can't tell you how much your love means to me. <clears throat> uh, yeah, wow. It was great. And he had, his, his speech was really nice. He talked about the things he's learned throughout acting, the lessons he's learned. What was kind of wild, he goes up and accepts and, and, and applauding heartily is Henry Winkler, who we've since learned has, yeah. uh, they've had a contentious relationship because the rumor is, I don't know if it's ever been validated or verified, that Tom Hanks was sort of instrumental in getting Henry Winkler fired as director of Turner and Hooch. Right. So that was that was cool. But the... Um, the montage that the introduced mon- him was great. And then, so one of the things in the montage is a cl- two clips of him on the love boat, Preston. Oh, my <laughs> God. So he asked the audience, <laughs> who here can boast having a clip from the love boat? And so, I forget, maybe it was... A- Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's was great. The, she was the only one who raised <laughs> her hand in the great. entire audience. Yeah. Well, oh, and, man. and who introduced him? Uh, Charlize... Show yeah. they're on who who obviously that thing you do yeah but that I mean that was I wasn't expecting that either right. that was she had a really nice story about him so no when, he, when he said he, he was talking about the one namers who are the people who are you know in and he says and Charlize and 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 she qualifies as, as a one namer 
Charlize Theron started to break she down like, and cry. She, like, yeah. dropped down to the ground, like, kind of bent her knees and yeah. went down. Like, I can't believe he just said that about me. Wow. Because he talked, he talked, she talked about a, a story on the set. No, it was in the audition. She she was auditioning, and she was so nervous, and she was just, like, blowing the audition. And he said, um, can you just stop for one second? I need five minutes. And she goes, he didn't need five minutes. He was giving me five minutes. No and, and then when he came up and spoke about her, he said, um, I gave her five minutes because I went out and spoke to, uh, you know, I guess the producers of the of the movie and said, she needs to be in the movie. I don't know where, but we're going to put her in the movie somewhere. Wow. So gave her five minutes, went back in, and then she continued her audition. It's a cool story. That's very cool. Yeah. All right, well, I can run down the uh, quickly the list of winners, if you like. Uh, best motion picture drama went to uh, 1917. Which looks great. I really yeah. want to see that. Uh, and this was a surprise to me. Best actress in a motion picture drama. Renee Zellweger won for Judy. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah, my buddy was telling me that she is amazing in it. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. All right, I got to see it. Uh, actor in a motion picture drama went to Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, for Joker, and the the money is uh, on him for the Oscars, okay. uh, which you, would you, mean that you would have, a, a, you know, you remember that uh, he would win for that role, and Heath Ledger won for right. that role as well. True. You got to figure. I don't know what the running time on that movie is. Has anybody else seen it? No, no I, I still have yet to see a case. I mean, let's say the movie's two hours, two and a half hours. It's him yeah, for two yeah. and a half hours, you know? Uh, motion picture, musical, or comedy uh, that went to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Now, so here's, again, with one of these cases like they did with The Martian. You remember yeah. The Martian won for uh, a comedy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if if a movie has any bit of humor in it, they will submit it under this category. It has a lot of humor in it, though. W- would you consider it a comedy? I Well, I mean, it's weird because then, you know, you also got people like killing people. and yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's. It's it's weird, but it 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 is it is a funny movie. Right. Uh, best actress in musical or comedy went to Aquafina. This was wild. The this farewell. I like her. Like her third movie. Yeah. I think you know, and uh, she she was great. I thought she was great in Crazy Rich Asians. How was her acceptance? Was she good? She, she, yeah, she got up and it was a quick one. Very um, you know by the books, but she she said to her father basically, "I told you I'd get work." Okay, so. nice. Uh, actor in a musical or comedy went to Taron Egerton, like you said, Rocket Man. Uh, then we had uh, motion picture animated, and that went to Missing Link. <laughs> I, What's I, that one about? That's, isn't that like Sasquatch, or isn't that oh, is basically that yeah, yeah, or uh, a Yeti? Like no, he's no, he, okay. no, he's uh, okay. Yeti's, Yeti's like. Like white, like a polar bear, right? Correct. Yeah, no, yeah. this is uh, yeah more Sasquatchy. But it really upsets some uh, heavy hitters. I mean, Toy Story Four, Lion Frozen. King, uh, Frozen Two, and How to Train Your Jeez. Dragon: The Hidden World. So I mean, this yeah. one sort of came out of nowhere. My daughter was so pissed off; she didn't even <laughs> see this movie, and she was like, "It sucks." And I'm like, "Did you see it?" She's like, "No," but I saw Frozen Two twice, and and that's why she was so upset. She's like, "I even cried the second time." Wait yeah. a second, is this from the is this from this the is. Gromit? Um, Wallace and Gromit. Wallace and Gromit crew. I, don't know. I think uh, it's supposed to kind of look like that, Steve, but it's it's not. It's, it, a, it's a CGI, CGI meant to replicate it. Oh, Were yeah. there too many other great ones like Frozen Two and it's, Toy Story Four that they had to go with this one? It was it's the also only the, the the Hollywood Foreign Press that you know, so they they have their their favorites. Mm-hmm. It was it the only non sequel that was uh, uh, nominated? Maybe that was it. Uh, best actress in a supporting role uh, in any motion picture went to Laura Dern for Marriage Story. Uh, supporting role for an actor went to Brad Pitt once in time. Uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, can't help but like that dude. Uh, best director went to Sam Mendes uh, for nineteen seventeen. Uh, television uh, drama series went to Succession. There are a couple of winners for that. 
Uh, actress in a drama went to Olivia Coleman for The Crown. Uh, actor in a uh, drama went to Brian Cox for Succession. It was cool yeah. to see him win. He's such a great actor. Um, best TV series, musical, or comedy went to Fleabag and also won uh, performance from an actress uh, for Phoebe Waller-Bridge. So she's writing, of course. I think she's doing mo- the, the lion's share of writing on the show. It's really funny. If you ever get a chance, press and check it out. Uh, yeah, it's on the list for yeah. sure. Uh, performance by an actor in a musical or comedy went to Rami Youssef for Rami. Uh, for a just one second there, he he, he got a, he, he had a, a big laugh at the beginning because he gets up and he says, um, he says, I know none of you watch my show. <laughs> he goes, you're probably thinking I'm an editor, but I did actually watch the first episode of that show and I and I did enjoy it. And yeah. I'm like, okay, you know what? Maybe I should go back and watch that. Uh, and then the the only other category I'll throw at you is uh, best TV limited series or motion picture made for television, and that went to Chernobyl. Which is great. Yeah. Again, I think six episodes at yeah. most. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's, I got, uh, that's another one I got to watch. Dear it, God, there's yeah. so much to watch. You will freak. Yeah. Put that at the top of the list. Right. Watch it. It's uh, a great party movie. I thought the um, <laughs> what, Quentin Tarantino won for what? Best screenwriter? Screenwriter, yeah. and he won another one, for I think, for producing, perhaps. Okay. Yeah. His, he's such a weirdo, man. Yeah. Uh, and his, his speech. Did you see his speech at yeah, all? Yeah, he said, uh, well, you know, generally I don't have anybody to thank because... I wrote this. I wrote the thing. And, you know, <laughs> like, I didn't have any help. But then he did give some love to Margot Robbie, who was uh, one of the presenters for that. But he was like, yeah, I, who do I think? I did it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and he's right. He's right. He's right. I mean, totally right. Besides right. that, yeah. and he, amongst, you know, so many of the other writers, he gave acknowledgement to John Milius, who's a great writer right. and director. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, what, do you, what can you say? Yeah. Are we going to talk about this uh, later at all, or, or is this it for Golden Globes? I think we kind of covered it all. Kerry right, uh, uh, Washington, uh, Sama oh Hayek, and Gwyneth Paltrow all looked unbelievably hot. I, I it just I, I stared at the television jaw agape. It was impressive. Nick raises a good point, because, Nick, I actually have special notation on that. Kerry Washington had a basically no front to her outfit, it was uh, a jacket. It was, it was a jacket. Like cha- with chains. Yeah. Right. Kind of surrounding Selma the Hayek boom. was about to detonate. <laughs> the uh, boobs. Yeah. Oh, my oh God. My God. And then, uh, yes. And then to Gwyneth Paltrow, she's, you know, abs cut and the whole thing, uh, belly exposed. Really? Yeah, she, like a sheer, she had yeah. like a sheer dress on. Yeah. Here's, here's Kerry Washington's Preston. I'm trying to find Gwyneth. But, Dear uh, Lord. Yeah, Kerry's was uh, just something else. Kathy, you have to have tape on your boobs, right? There's probably tape on the on the dress. And, I mean, on the uh, jacket, so it doesn't fall open. And yeah. Ted Danson comes up, and he's trying not to. <laughs> right? And he's towering over her, but mm-hmm. he's like, He's like, I'm not going to look there. I'm not going to look there. <laughs> look at her eyes. Look at her yeah, eyes. Yeah, look yeah. at her eyes. Yeah, they do look phenomenal. They I look thought Jayla cool. looked great. I mean, she didn't have anything sexy like this on. She just had an over-the-top dress with this giant bow on the front of her. Okay. She looked like uh, a wrapped package is what she looked like. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I do have a couple of other stories to pass yes. along. We'll just do this quickly because we've already took up a lot of time. But a uh, California appeals court has ruled that Wade Robson and James Safechuck are allowed to sue Michael Jackson's estate for sexual abuse. God damn it. Yeah, according to uh, TMZ, a trial judge previously threw out their cases on grounds that they waited too long to file their claims. The statute of limitations required them to file before they turned 26, and at the time they filed, Robson was 30, Safechuck was 36. But on January 1st, a new law took effect. Which feces that's the one which allows sexual abuse victims to sue until they're 40 years old. Wow. You know, um, a lot of times this stuff, 
I, I think there's, yeah, there's a place for that. You know, some people yeah. say, well, some people might take, because uh, uh, I don't know. You Did you see Leaving Neverland at all, any of the episodes? Oh, I saw all of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't. I, mean, I still haven't. Yeah. It's, it's pretty compelling. Yep. I mean, it's, it's not like it, the stuff is too specific, you know? Yeah. yeah. My uh, penis? Yeah, that. Very yeah, specific. That. Um, yeah. <laughs> my penis? My butt. My, <laughs> I mean, that was part of the, the kink of his deal there. Uh, Michael's the man, can I sing? Michael's estate released a statement saying the Court of Appeals did not revive the lawsuits by Mr. Robson and Mr. Safechuck against the estate of Michael Jackson. Both of those lawsuits were dismissed in 2016. They added uh, that the two men absurdly claim that Michael's employees are somehow responsible for sexual abuse. It never happened. Uh, they also noted the appeals court did not address the merits of the claims, and that's for a jury to decide. Go, ladies, go. Uh, this was pretty wild. Rod Stewart yeah. has been charged with battery after Whoa. punching a security guard at the Breakers Hotel in Palm Beach, Florida on New Year's Eve. Uh, Stewart, who is 74, told police he and his family were trying to get uh, the children in their group access to a private event at the hotel. Uh, the security guard working the event in the children's area said Stewart's group was unauthorized to enter and asked them to leave after they began to get loud and cause a scene. By the way, when we're talking Ron Stewart's children, how old are those children? He does have some younger kids. Okay. He's I'm... got like a dozen kids. Could you do me a favor? I'd like to put the 28 and 31-year-old up front. Yeah, I think you'd have to look this up, yeah. uh, but uh, but I don't know exactly. But I remember him having younger kids. Now, I don't know how young they are, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Stewart's son, Sean Stewart, uh, got about nose-to-nose distance from the security guard's face. Police said the security guard placed his hand on Sean Stewart's chest and asked him to give him space when Sean shoved the, the security guard backwards. So Rod... Then punched the security guard uh, in his left rib cage area. Wow. He's got eight kids by five different mothers. Okay. Uh, Jesus. Footage from cameras at the hotel revealed that Sean and Rod were the primary aggressors. And uh, so both Stewarts were charged with simple battery and have been ordered to appear in court in February. Mm. So Rod Stewart was uh, is actually very athletic. Plays you know has played soccer all his life, mm-hmm. and uh, I think was known to throw down now and then. So I, I don't see this as being erroneous, right? Uh, this is pretty wild. Lori Laughlin may be coming to terms with her chances of uh, spending serious time behind bars for her role in the college admission scandal. Reportedly, this is a report. Now, I don't know if it's legit or not. Right. She's hired a prison coach. Dude, that's like get hard, isn't it? To teach her martial arts so she can oh defend herself God. if she spends is. any of the up to 40 years that she's facing behind bars. Apparently, this is know that won't kind happen. of a thing. But there was also a movie with Rob Schneider called Big Stan. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes. Where I David did. Carradine teaches him kung fu so he can survive in prison. Ex- experts say this move is a bad idea. Prison <laughs> consultant... John Fuller told Fox whoever gave her that advice was clearly the worst advice she's ever received thus far. Oh, I'd love to be a celebrity prison consultant. Wouldn't that be great? Fuller noted that inmates can watch TV, and he said if she thinks she's going to go in there and bully other inmates or actually defend herself, she's wrong because prisoners will deliberately target her. All right, here's what you do. The second you get in there, you target the inmate with the best shoes and punch her in the face. Uh, Instead, Fuller said that she should follow in uh, fellow celeb Martha Stewart's Footsteps. The lifestyle maven served five months behind bars in 2004 for lying to federal agents, investigating ins- investigating insider trading. Instead of attempting to intimidate, she made friends and even visited them after she was released. 
I don't think Lori Laughlin is planning on going in and taking out the bull. <laughs> I think she's going to have to. I think she wants to be prepared if somebody comes at her. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, but there is some merit to to, to, to killing somebody quickly. <laughs> you know what I do? Yeah. I know a martial arts trainer who a guy came in one day and said, "Look." I'm about to go to jail. Yeah. Wow. And I need a crash course on defending myself. And uh, wow. so just wanted to get the basics on how to be ready. So I can understand where you might want to be prepared. You you know. Did you see Get Hard with uh, Kevin Hart and Will Smith? Uh, no. Uh, not Will Smith. Will Farrell. Will Farrell. Yeah. Uh, the uh, it's it's that premise. He's yeah. going to jail, and and uh, he wants to know the ins and outs of how to survive. But I think uh, ultimately, you're not going to get that kind of knowledge that you need to defend. But by the way, she's not going to be amongst hardened convicts. No. no. But if you if you have no idea how to defend yourself, yeah. you might want to get one or two tips. Uh, it, the the consultant said, uh, "Wait, this is yeah." He said, "If Laughlin is with a prison consultant." She's uh, practicing fighting, then obviously they are preparing for her to be in disrespectful situations, and that doesn't happen often in prison camps because uh, people behave themselves down to that particular custody level. So I wonder yeah. if she's doing I don't know if it's true or not. Vaginal exercises so she can bring stuff in with her. You get know, her kegels yeah, ready? Yeah, just to get ready. Maybe. Got my brass knuckles up there. Got to get your contraband in. Uh, Cameron Diaz stays out of the spotlight most of the time, but she broke her self-imposed rule to announce that she and her husband, Benji Madden, have welcomed a little girl named Raddick. She had a and baby. her name is Annabelle. And her name is Annabelle. <laughs> By the way, um, yeah. we, we totally, Annabelle. 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 Would have been great. We this is Annabelle and Annabelle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name? They're the twins. <laughs> Do they feed Annabelle soup or no? Yeah. No. Oh, no. Soup no. is evil. Yes. <laughs> soup is for fascists. <laughs> uh, so the 47-year-old shared a note that read, Happy New Year from the Maddens. We are so happy, blessed, and grateful to begin this new decade by announcing the birth of our daughter, Radix Madden. How long has she been married to John Madden? Not John Madden. <laughs> Benji Madden. Oh, that's right. Okay. Uh, she has instantly captured our hearts and uh, completed our family, she said. Uh, she went on to say, while we are overjoyed to, sh- overjoyed to share this news, we also feel a strong instinct to protect our little one's privacy, so we won't be posting any pictures or sharing any more details other than the fact that she is really, really cute. Uh, some would have even said rad, she said. Uh, from our family, our family to all of yours, we're sending our love and best wishes for a happy uh, new year and happy new decade. She so. seems, um, she does seem happy to have disconnected from Hollywood. Yeah, she told In Style on her decision to leave acting, uh, uh, I feel it's okay for me to take time for myself now to recognize and choose how I want to come back into the world if I decide to. I don't miss performing. So, yeah, she's happy just, you know, uh, living life and yeah. doing that. And now I mean, she, be was, she had to be set many times over, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, she did really, really massive well. hits. Just the Shrek series alone would have been yeah. enough to live off of. Uh, and then I'll do one more quick story, uh, to- and it's baby-related as well. Topher Grace and Ashley Hinshaw are expecting their second child together. Uh, the pair graced the red carpet at the Art of Elysium's 13th annual celebration in L.A. Topher! The celebration, the ceremony, I'm sorry, was uh, filled with fantastic fashion and a star-studded guest list, including Bella Hadid, Marilyn Manson, <gasps> and Jack Black. I'm so jealous. But the Graces made the uh, biggest fashion statement with her belly baby bump in baby blue. 
Uh, they acknowledge the big news. <laughs> the I don't know if it was painted or what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they announced the big. They acknowledge the big news of the event with Grace joking, as you can see, we're expecting our second, so they got a baby on the way as well. He's doing a lot of directing, Topher Grace. Did you uh, have you noticed that lately? He's uh, done some short films. And, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, watch. He's an up and comer in the directing. Uh, oh, genre. you know what? One more thing, because it's uh, relationship related, and uh, they got married. Apparently, Riverdale star Vanessa Morgan, uh, she plays Tony Topaz. Steve. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, she married White Sox pitcher Michael uh, Kopak. And who does he play? Uh, he plays Michael Kopak. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> On Saturday at the historic Walton House in Homestead, Florida. Uh, Morgan's co-stars Skeet Ulrich, Drew Tanner, and Madeline uh, Petch were among the 40 guests. So wait, in Skeet is in uh, Riverdale? Skeet is in, yes. Who's he? Skeet is actually is Jughead's dad? father. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. He comes from the, uh, the, uh, the, the wrong side of the tracks. Now he's on the right side of the tracks, yeah. but soon he'll be on the wrong side of the tracks. How, how did they um, deal with Luke Perry's death? They, he, they get the news is brought to them by, you know, uh, the authorities okay. who, who say he, he died in an accident. He was helping somebody and he was killed by a, a moose. Uh, a moose? That's <laughs> sad. He was stomped. Into well, moose. Wait, wasn't that the big girl on? Uh... Yes. Yeah. yeah. Was, or was that, was that a guy? Oh, that was Ethel. I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Moose was a jock, yes. right? Yeah, if I recall correctly. So not just an animal. No. Show, yeah. No, moose was a character on um... Archie. You can't do that on television. Did anybody here watch that show? Yeah. Okay. It was right. Moose. Yeah. I and I think there was some Moose. Why don't you uh, yes. forget the Moose <laughs> for a moment? Listen. Nick, do me a favor. Just search and say Moose uh, Archie comics. There was. There sure. has to be. All yeah, right. Big Blonde. Yes. In fact, he's in the series Riverdale. <laughs> right. Yeah. Is he? Oh, okay. or, or there's an equivalent of him in there. Uh, moose. Yeah, there you go. Moose. Yeah, yeah Moose Mason. Moose Mason. Why don't you yeah. forget the Moose? Okay. For a moment. I get the hint. We should forget the moose. Move on. And we should do the clips. Okay. All right, let's do that now. All right, last night, Quentin Tarantino snagged the best screenplay award backstage. The writer-director was asked if Leo and Brad were the actors he wanted to cast in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And he commented with this. They were definitely the people that I had in my fever dream. But I couldn't count on getting those guys. I mean, that crazy casting coup of the decade. But... It was dependent. They had to go together. You had to believe that one guy could double the other person. So I had to come up with like a few different examples of different actors who could do that. Once Quentin Tarantino looks like he's wearing a Quentin Tarantino mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is available on demand now. Here's the next clip. So also backstage, uh, Cecil B. DeMille Award winner Tom Hanks revealed the next role that he's scheduled to play and why it is so special. Here we go. I'm about to leave uh, to go to Australia. Good thoughts to Australia. To work with Baz Luhrmann. And I will be playing, if all goes according to plan, Colonel Tom Parker to Austin Butler's Elvis Presley. And hopefully uh, I will then finally have an answer to all your stupid questions about why will I never play a bad guy. I think I'm about to do that. Uh, Tom's most recent movie, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, is in select theaters now, by the way. I got. I still got to get out and see that. I want to see that before it wraps completely. All right, and there you go. Uh, a lot of entertainment this morning in the reports. So ton of stuff, yeah. Hopefully got something out of that. 
Uh, if not, don't worry about it. We got money, man. Today's theme is cash. In fact, all week long, it is all about that. We have Easy Money. It is a promotion that we are starting at 8 o'clock, and it happens five days, uh, five times a day for five days per week and a chance to win $1,000. And I think you know the routine by now. We're going to give you a code word starting at 8 a.m. We'll give you a word for that hour. We'll have 15 minutes to send that word to us. There's three different ways to do it. I'll give you the information when we get to 8 o'clock. Randomly, we'll choose a winner who grabs $1,000. And somebody, by the end of this whole thing, can win $10,000. And we'll get you the details around 8 a.m. What a great way to start 2020. Exactly. And it happens again at 11, 1, 4, and 6 p.m. today. And it is sponsored by Meineke. So that's coming up. And we start this thing where we're giving away $500 in conjunction with Dr. Oz. And that show on Fox 29. So... We'll do that at 9.30. Just tune in. It's a question. Should be pretty easy for you today. A chance for you to win $500. So two opportunities with big money today. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. We're starting to get some sunlight on the horizon. That's a good thing. We'll, uh, make sure you stay with us this morning. We'll be right back. Happy New Year. It's great when people wish you a Happy New Year, right? Happy New Year to you. Well, MMR wishes you... And Happy New Year and invites you to download the latest version of the MMR app. It keeps you up to date with everything that rocks and allows you to take MMR along wherever travels in the new year may lead. It's easy to use as well as Apple CarPlay and Android Auto compatible. And of course, it's free. Whether it's older software or you got a brand new phone, get the latest version of the MMR app on Google Play or the iTunes Store. Or text APP to 39333. Message and data rates may apply. So, Happy New Year from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, so season's over for Birds fans. I know, I know. I was thinking about you, Case. (laughs) And how it's your fault. Not (laughs) all your fault. I did everything right. I know you did everything right. I did it right. all right. In fact, not only did I not wear any of the opposing team colors, none of the clothes that I wore yesterday even touched opposing team colors yesterday. <laughs> and it worked. And it totally worked. <laughs> no, it was somebody else. here we are well on our way to the somebody else. Oh, that's it. Everybody's got to do it. Everybody's got to do it. doesn't work. That's a good you point. You can easily yeah. blame it on someone that's else. That's a good okay. point. Yeah. Quick yeah. sidebar. Did you guys see, uh, I think his name's Gray Hall on 6ABC. He no. Put, he wore a tie that had similar colors to uh, the Seahawks colors. Oh, also, well, then it's his fault. <laughs> so it's probably Gray Hall's fault. But, Casey, the Eagles fans take it so seriously, they were literally calling the TV station yesterday uh, complaining that this guy was wearing the wrong freaking tie. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. That's too funny. It was it was still a, a, a weird and wild game, obviously, with all the stuff that went on and that that hit and everything. Which, but but I mean, it, it, this it, people talking about it being a, a an injured, battered team for quite a while. We had no business being in that game. Yeah, yeah. And so talking to my wife about it, you know, on Saturday, and uh, you know, asking what my expectations were and all that, and I said, all I want is to not be like super like pissed off and anxious while watching the game and just sort of appreciate it for what it was like we weren't supposed to be here the amount of stuff that happened to us this season and then you know like nine plays into the game we our quarterback goes out and you know (laughs) i'm like okay i i only threw my my hat at the television twice which is pretty good (laughs) that's not bad is that a move for you throwing the hat at the tv uh 
Uh, no? I don't know. I, I, I mean, because you won't hurt the TV by yeah. throwing your hat at it, so well, that's good. I aim for over the TV. I, okay. I really would like to throw it right through. It's usually meatballs. But is that, yeah. a, move? Is that a move, throwing, uh, throwing your hat? Throwing something. But some, okay, yeah. I didn't know if you have a thing, you know, like a Nerf ball or something you can throw that won't uh, damage No, anything. I probably should. I, You know, the thing is, I I really should the have TV something. TV didn't do anything. No, but yeah. no, I, and you're right. right. No, I don't, so I don't want to take it out on the TV. No, that'd be unfair. But I need to do something yeah. because I'm angry. And so, like, I can't hit a living thing. Um, That's not exactly true. No, I mean I, I can. I like don't, a plant or something. I don't exactly. want. I don't yeah. want to hit that ficus over here. I'm going to kick its ass. Have a have a you know a, a cantaloupe next right. year or something like you that. You son of a bitch, <laughs> you melon headed prick. It might help, man. Or maybe I should go to the dollar store before every game and uh, and just go buy a whole bunch of stuff that I can just cheap break. stuff you can destroy. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. That's yeah, not a bad idea. Okay, but I don't I don't get that. Well, yes, I do. I, uh, <laughs> You don't well, get that angry. You're, you're not too bad. Listen, again, going into all this, it, it, it played out pretty much the way a lot of people were anticipating. There was some hope and excitement, and that that was that. But uh, if our quarterback doesn't go down, there's a possibility that we win that game. Yeah, I mean, but that yeah, happened. That's the question I have: is 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 Carson Wentz uh, nine points better than Josh McCown? I think he is. So. By the way, how about the pressure on the backup dude? In any in any situation oh God. where all of a sudden you're, here it is, you mm-hmm. are on stage. Hey, you know, head on up there now. It's time to go. It's got to be for anybody in any scenario. Yeah. Uh, when when uh, you're the backup person, Steve and I were talking off air about this. It's like the understudy. Yeah. In a play. Uh, right before a big night and all of a sudden they say, you're on. And you're like, oh my god! Right. So, yeah. like Jeff Bridges is on stage for something, and you're, you know, you're the uh, yeah. fresh out of drama school guy in the wings, and he goes down because he takes a hit. Yeah. <laughs> as as a, <laughs> during the yeah, play, a he gets a headbutt as a from, uh, from another actor. As a fan last night, I actually, I when when he went down and McCown went in, I was like, okay, this guy has been there, done that. Like, I actually felt good about that guy being in there because because he had some time under his belt. Now, like when you talk about like an understudy, I, you know, like let's, I'm because I'm, I'm, I just, I'm thinking of like a high school play. You've only been rehearsing for a couple of months anyway, and then you throw an understudy in there at the last minute. Like that's got to be terrifying. Yeah. It's, it's still, I think, at any level, if, if you're not, I mean, you're prepared, but you're not prepared. Uh-huh. You can't be that prepared. Here, here's a couple suggestions coming in, Casey, for to have an anger uh, outlet uh, while watching, or you know, any game that you might have a stake in. Uh, buy a box of pencils, and you can snap them one at a time. <laughs> yeah, it says kindergarten cop style. I don't remember that part. Did he break a lot of pencils? That's not big enough. I need I need right, vases. They do make soft bricks that you can throw at the TV. You're still going to do damage to the TV with the cannon I got. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's a few different ones. And somebody wants to know why you weren't at the game yesterday. Uh, because I didn't want to witness that in person. <laughs> okay. No, I mean, in, in all honesty, it was a 440 game on a Sunday I mean, what time is game over? Eight o'clock. I'm right. not getting home until after nine. I just I, I wanted to be able to get in bed. I and- was watching the post game stuff. Did you see uh, the lines getting out of the parking lot a- after the game was over? And because it was a close game, people stayed yeah. until the end. You know, so nobody got out of there early. And I don't know what it's normally like getting out of the link, but on a playoff game on a Sunday night, it yeah. must have been a nightmare getting out of there last night. Speaking of going to the game, uh, you had mentioned this a little while, Casey. Have they gone completely ticketless, paper paper free at the at the link yes so your your ticket is now on your smartphone which is i think a little presumptuous 
You know, like what? You know, what if I'm bringing my daughter who so doesn't who doesn't have a smartphone? So now they're both on mine. Or you're bringing in an old old head who doesn't have a smartphone. Sure, I got a rotary. Yeah. Well, my dad doesn't have a smartphone. He's got a regular like a flip phone. Yeah. You know, he's and, got an old school just a phone phone. Now, yeah. one of those those uh, cell phones they sell on the news channels at eleven o'clock at night with the huge numbers and like you know for senior citizens like push. But the police hat, that's how you call the police. So mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't know why they're doing it. I don't know if it's a cost thing. Like, okay, well, we're saving money on the paper tickets that we send out, blah, blah, blah. Listen, you know, it's a billion-dollar organization. So I don't know why they're they're cutting corners on, on tickets. But I feel like it has gummed up the entire process of getting into the stadium. And I know Marissa, she's a, a you know. She agree? You agree she, she's a regular goer. I don't know if she has the same. Um, assessment that I do. Oh, I agree. I, I will give them credit that whatever, uh, they must put a lot of Wi-Fi right there because I always get nervous as I'm getting up to the to the ticket taker. I'm like, oh, my ticket isn't going to come up because I'll pull it up on my phone earlier in the day, but by the time I get there, it's already you know expired, so I have to re-log in and get it. But where it is a pain in the ass, my parents came a few weeks ago, and my seats are on the complete opposite side of <laughs> the um, actual stadium, the main entrance. So my parents get there, they're calling me. I have to go all the way down to the main entrance and pull up their tickets on my phone because not only do you have to have a smartphone, you have to have a Ticketmaster account so that you can send the tickets. So, Kathy, if I'm giving you a ticket to the game, I can't just, like, screenshot it and send it to you. I have to transfer it to you, and you have to log into your Ticketmaster account and accept it. Because it's got a rolling barcode. So it's got a rolling barcode, so you can't um, There's got to be an exception for people who don't have a phone. Right? There has to be something. What if your phone dies? Well, or that. So then if your phone you dies, die. or, you know, we ran into a problem the last game, the, the, the Cowboys game that I went to, my buddy, uh, he was having a hard time with his Ticketmaster account. And, I mean, thank God there's a giant cattle shoot, and you're just, you know, because you got like a good five, ten minutes while you're sitting in that crowd of people trying to get the and, and he could not, he, just like you, Marissa, he had it up, you know, prior to getting into the cattle shoot, and then he couldn't get the, the, uh, the ticket up. Now, if you have an, if you have an iPhone... You just put your ticket in your in your Apple Wallet and you're good to go. You don't, have, a, you don't have to worry about it. Here's a text that came in that says this person um, gets his season tickets printed out, uh, but it costs him $20 extra per seat. What? Per, per to game. print it? Oh, come per seat on. Per game. You got to stop. You are a billion mother effing dollar organization. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. That's funny. I used to go to the stadium because they wanted to do them digital a few years ago. I used to go and get them printed out because I liked the ticket stuff. Like, that was right, part right. of the thing. Right, right, yeah, yeah. part of the th- token. Mm-hmm. But this is the wave of the future, Casey. It's not just the Eagles. It's everyone. And pretty much it's just so that they can, like, we're logged in and they can. Well, there's, there's already, the, like, the plans are, I was seeing a report on, on this whole process. It's going to be at Citizens Bank Park as well. Mm-hmm. And any major sporting event. There, it's obviously the reasons are there for stopping counterfeiting and and uh, you know reducing paper costs and environment, all of that stuff that they they lump into this deal. But I think, on the whole, this is going to be a pretty painful transition. And if you both are saying you're noticing delays because of this, there's a, yeah, it's there's, only going to get you I mean, know you exponentially also, more painful. You have eighty thousand people going into a stadium, and and you know some people going later, some people going earlier. It doesn't matter, you know, like. So you're 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 going to wait as you're going into the stadium anyway. Now I'm also a season ticket holder for the Sixers. Now what they did for us is um, they gave you lanyards, right? So I have a barcode for the season, and so I have this like awesome plastic lanyard 
That is my ticket for the entire okay. season. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's pretty and, cool. So, and so what I can do is, it, let's say I'm, you know, I want to sell the tickets to my brother or my friend or whatever. I can do it a couple of different ways. I can either email them the tickets, yeah. and they can print it out, or I can just give them my lanyard and you know for the day or whatever. And so you know, you have a lanyard. You, you can't. Uh, well, I don't know if you can. Uh, duplicate that or not. But. Uh, if, you, if if there's a way to, they'll find a way to do it. But right. I'm thinking if you've ever been with someone who wants to show you a picture on their phone yeah. and, and the, that process, and yeah, then but you, it, you, you have 80,000 people, you know, s- scrolling I know, through. I was thinking the same thing, but that's the same as, like, your ticket's in your purse, and now you got to wait for the girl in front of you who, you know, forgot to pull her ticket out. Like, mm-hmm. I, to me, it seems the same amount of time. It's easier. It is uh, you know, saving all of this paper that we're, we don't need to use anymore. Much smaller event, but I went ice skating yesterday and I purchased my tickets ahead of time, went in. I couldn't believe how easy it was. I said to the girl, I was like, is is that it? And she was like, yeah, go ahead, go skate. Like, it was it was almost as if I didn't pay. Like, <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? I mean, listen, much smaller. There was a yeah, couple yeah. hundred people there, but it was so incredibly easy, I couldn't believe it. I just feel, Casey was right at the top of this conversation, it's awfully presumptuous that everyone is going to have a smartphone. Yeah, of course. And there are older people who don't want that type of technology. And uh, I have a telegraph. Yeah. It's... But listen, there used to be fees for, you know, for other things. Like, you know, opposite. Like, if, if you did purchase some, you know, online. Sometimes there there was a fee for that as opposed to your printed out ticket or if you needed, like, you know, if you were transferring tickets or giving tickets to somebody. All right, so I now it's idea. just opposite. Now, now if you want a printed ticket, you got to pay extra. And the last game I went to uh, was a Cowboys game. My buddy was having his hard time, but, but eventually when we got to the gate, we finally got it and got it figured out. But there were two guys there who couldn't figure it out. And so they were... Super anxious and mad. They were also holding things up, you know, because they're not going to get uh, out of the way. Well, no, they 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 had just waited for fifteen minutes yeah, to get yeah. to the front of the line. They're, and the lady's trying to tell him, "Move here, move." And he's like, "No, I've 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 been doing this for the last fifteen minutes. I'm not going to go into the back of the line and wait through this stuff again." Why can't they do something like uh, the uh, Disney World with the with the bracelets that they have? You know, like uh, they have chips in the in the bracelets and every and you know. So when you buy when you buy your your well, you, get yeah. your, you get your season tickets and then you know your 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 bracelet is is your thing and then you know and and that's for the season ticket holders. Let me know? get a couple of calls here. I'm going to go to Ed. Hi, Ed. Good morning. Hey, how you guys doing? You guys rock. Thanks, man. What's up, bud? Hey, so I went to the uh, Eagles Cowboys game and I had a paper ticket. They been no problem. All right. So did you have to pay extra for it? Twenty bucks? No. So so all right. So then, what, what's this talk about the? Uh, I think that was a Ticketmaster thing. That was an option. Uh, so if you want to have them printed out, you can do it uh, via Ticketmaster, not through the Eagles. Um, but how did you get your tickets printed? Ed. I got it for free. So I yeah, but how? Yeah, how did you? What what system what was the did process? you use? Uh, somebody handed it to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, Ed. Appreciate look, it. Look, I found a ticket. <laughs> somebody handed it. I, I use uh, lookifounditicket.com. Let me go. <laughs> and some guy just hands you a ticket. Uh, look, I found a ticket. <clears throat> look it. I found a ticket. Look it. <laughs> look it. I use lookitifounditicket.com. <laughs> I don't know where they come from, and I don't know how they're paid for. <laughs> but I see so many sporting events and concerts. <gasps> you don't know what event you're going to. Thank you, look it. I found a ticket. Yeah. Let me go to Mike here because uh, he went to the game. Hey, Mike, good morning. Uh, morning, Preston. Guys, how y'all doing? Good. What's up, buddy? Good. Uh, yeah, last time the uh, Eagles played the Seahawks, uh, my boss had a couple extra tickets, and he gave them to me and a friend of mine, and we went down during the regular season. So, and they were uh, paper tickets. 
So the health are paying all a- an extra twenty bucks per ticket. Do you know? Uh, not that I know of. Is is let, let me ask you: Is there a happy medium where you know Thanks, you know Mike. when you have like a debt in John Wick? You cut your finger on that disc, and you, you know, you, you <laughs> yeah, right. Something that's a little bit more elaborate, but still, you know, you can identify because clearly, this is a major step towards again twofold: cutting down on on counterfeiting and yeah. eliminating the cost of the paper tickets. And by right. the way, I'm all for cutting down on on counterfeiting because I uh, had uh, gotten stuck with a counterfeit ticket one time. I thought I was buying a legit ticket from somebody to see the uh, Beagles. No, 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 for the Eagles, uh, for the Eagles game and. Um, was this out in the parking lot or no? I mean, knew? I was buying it from somebody that I knew. I don't know if this person purposely sold me a counterfeit ticket or if they thought they were selling me a legit ticket. But either way, you know, I got. You should have gone through lookifounditicket.com. <laughs> I yeah. should have done that. Um, and <laughs> and I personally have not had any problems going through because I have the app, you know, the iPhone, and yeah. I just put the ticket into the to the Apple Wallet, and I just you know I get right through. But I've noticed. Uh, there, there's a, there's a major gumming up of the system, you know, more so than, than in, in years past. So, so uh, uh, these things always happen with, it's always, it's always painful to change like this. Uh-huh. Uh, do you, but eventually if that's the only way you can do it, I, I you know what, I, I like the idea of, of a bracelet for the season, you know, or how about a halter top? Or a halter uh, top yeah. would be good. I mean, I've, I've come around on, on, uh, paperless tickets and going to movies and stuff yeah. like that and doing it that way, but just all of this it, it's just it's making me less and less want to go out of these things the prices uh, have just gotten astronomical Preston when i went to go see the rolling stones at the link with i had no idea they had this pocketbook this thing about not bringing you, you have to get a locker oh, yeah. and, and you know by the time you get there all this stuff is in place I'm, i go through the line and no oh, you can't go in and i don't want to walk nine parking lots back to the car so you go for it but you're right that comes with a charge this yeah. comes with a charge parking and, yeah God. it's uh, it's it's overwhelming so casey and marissa i want to ask you both um with the paperless tickets that have um happened over the last two seasons have you guys noticed a marked decrease in scalpers outside of the stadium um uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's really funny you say that because I literally was just thinking this. If you do sell your ticket to a scalper, do you like transfer it to his Ticketmaster account? Screenshot it to or him or something? Or does he like take a video you, of so, your Well, thing? this is you what is stopping it. Yeah, you can't screen capture. You can't. So, so maybe it, this is working. Like, yeah. And no, it is working, and that's great, but th- there's a rolling barcode on the... Um, I don't have a smartphone. <laughs> <laughs> you can take a screen video. Like, you can s- capture what's on your screen. God damn, now I gotta go get one of them cellular phones. Mm. I just... I, I'm, I keep going back to this Disney thing. They have those little podiums. You put your, your wrist over it, it goes beep, and you go right in. Right. I mean, the technology exists. Can Hey, Eagles. Can you please do this? I, right. Yeah. And and hire Pluto to walk around as well? That That'd would be awesome. Be awesome. <laughs> He's let a me, delightful Let me go to <laughs> Jim, <laughs> who wants to clear up a few things. Hi, Jim. You're on the air. Uh, hey, guys. What's up? Hey. Uh, first-time caller. Thanks. Uh, I've been a season ticket holder since 89. <clears throat> um, and as far as the, the costs, for the paper tickets, it was $20 per seat for the season. Oh, okay. So twenty dollars so will cover you your had, paper tickets because that seemed a little. Per, I thought it was per game. Okay, you're, you're not you're not paying a hundred, an extra hundred dollar or an extra okay. thousand dollars, whatever it is. Right. Uh, Two hundred dollars. Sorry, my brain's tried. Yeah. So so oh, right. game last night. Yeah, a lot of people. Uh, right. And as far as the as far as the playoff tickets, they charged you fifteen dollars. 
to have them printed out. Fifteen dollars, yeah, because that seems like fifteen dollars worth of paper one, and ink. One five, not fifty. One five. No, but fifteen dollars. That's right. that's too much money. That's a that's, lot of money. So, but here's so, but here's the bottom line. You ask for a manager. You tell them how long you've been a season ticket holder. I didn't pay anything to have my tickets printed. Okay. You say put up a little so, bit of a fuss and you might end up with uh, not having to pay anything. They're just trying to encourage Correct. people not to have the printed ticket. Right. 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 Well, so, but but some of us out here, even though we're not old heads. Yeah. You know, I'm 54 years old. I only The only smartphone I have is through work and I can't download apps. Right. So yeah, I yeah. can't get a Ticketmaster yeah. account. I can't put it on my smartphone. So. All right. So if they want to lose, if they want to lose my money for the season, and I'm sure somebody else would jump in and grab the tickets. Well, Jim, let me ask they you: they have to continue to print out my tickets. Let okay. me ask your your assessment of how this this ticket list system is working. Um, do do you notice? Do do you think that it's taking longer to get into the stadium as a result of this? It, it depends on when you leave. I mean, it depends on the game. I I don't think it it added any time to getting into the stadium. It's always. It's always been a disaster. <laughs> never, never, I'm, like I said, I've had I've had season tickets since 1989. Yeah, in the 90s, was it easier to get into the vet? Yes, absolutely. But the link, since I opened the link, it's always been a disaster. You can never get in clean. You can never get in without waiting at minimum. Like, we, we leave 45 minutes before the game starts. Wow. To wait that long been, to get in? There have... There have been games where I've missed the opening kickoff. Wow! Okay. Yeah, to me, and, that, I have a, and I have a paper ticket. God, I, okay. I, I that, that notion of waiting in those lines—it's yeah. uh, you're not waiting in line for 45 minutes. I mean, um, it, no, if, it's walking. It's walking from the P line, yeah. which is right across from the Phillies. It's a block and a half away, and standing in those lines. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It sometimes takes takes in excess of an hour to get into the stadium and up to my seat on the. Well, stadium. I think Kathy's made a case, and maybe you you agree with this, uh, Jim, that uh, ice skating is your option. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know, much you know, easier. I, much I, easier, I, like a couple hundred people. She said. So there you go. At, at six. At six two three fifty, ice skating might not be my best. <laughs> yeah, it would be if you wanted two snapped ankles. All right, thanks, Jim. Well, Appreciate or, it. Or to push through the ice. Right. Yeah. Appreciate it, buddy. But I also like Marissa. I like having the uh, I like having the physical physical stub yeah. to collect. But and, couldn't you just you know? display the phones, Preston? Just put the sure. phones up on a <laughs> You buy a just different play. phone for every game. <laughs> And then you just look. That's that. Phone. Oh, that was a great phone concert. Well, so when the season tickets used to come in, it was really it was it was kind of it was like when you would wait for the the uh, swimsuit edition to come out um, yeah, of your ticket beca- because the the t- it always had like a cool design or picture or something on it yeah. as as a uh, as a group of tickets, right? Because it's eight home games and then a uh, and then two uh, preseason games. So there would be like a big picture. On it. And then as you, you rip the, you know, the photos off, it, um, you know, each ticket looked different or whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, that was like, it was kind of like, oh, I wonder what the season tickets this year are going to look I like. I know, but from, and also, but to that point, that larger point of these display tickets that become a thing that, that are so, yeah. that if that, that will be completely eradicated. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's been at the core of sports yeah. memorabilia forever, yeah. right? Yeah. That sort of stuff. So for uh, Christmas, we uh, you know went to the Fish concert at the Met with my brother, and for Christmas, um, we took the the concert poster and the ticket that we had for it, 
as well as the wristband. And we were able to frame that and make it look nice. And so if you're that type of person who likes to do the keepsakes, and I know Marissa likes to hold on to all of her ticket stubs, um, you know, you're sort of eliminating that because you're not getting the ticket. Now it's on like a piece of paper, yep. you know? All right, well. Uh, yeah, we'll see how this goes, but that's uh, apparently the the direction it's headed in. It's the wave of the future. Yeah. yeah. Soon we'll be wearing jackets and eating little pills. and <laughs> <laughs> Your cars yeah. turns into a little suitcase. Little suitcases and monorails and jetpacks. I mean, honestly, I think <laughs> I, I want to go back. Let's just I'm spitball in here, guys. Okay. I'm going bracelet, right? I think if we did bracelets, there's other things that you can do with it. It, 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 like if you were at the Coldplay concert, you saw like all those bracelets lit up and stuff like that. Yeah. You could control those things. You can kill people from distances. You, you might right? be able yeah. to kill people yeah. from distances. It's like that. Uh, you know, it's like the Running Man. They yes. have the exploding yeah. neck thing. Yeah, but uh, like you know, the Eagles <laughs> score right, and then like the lights go crazy, and you know, you we bracelets. have too many people at this Coldplay concert. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's right hand gets blown up. <laughs> but they have to we leave. told you not to raise your cigarette lighters. Right, right. <laughs> uh, no, actually, Casey, you're right about that. That would be pretty cool. Where we'd have a coordinated light show of some mm-hmm. sort when uh, when something exciting happens at the game. And then, it, then, it, it, in fact, you can't remove it. It's yeah. it's like it's like Logan's run pressed, and right. when it turns a certain color, you have to be mur- yeah. you have to be uh, eliminated. Mm-hmm. Carousel. Bad idea. Cool idea. Uh, a lot of hotels, uh, some hotels or resorts when you stay there, like Disney, uh-huh. have a, a wristband thing. Great Wolf Lodge is like that, too. You never carry around money or, or I've never been to one with the, with the wristband. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah, that's yeah, cool. You just, you just wins up. You charge any snacks, whatever, or, or uh, the, games uh, you want to play to The it. sad thing and downside is that the Flyers did it at the playoffs a few years ago, and they lost, and everybody threw their goddamn bracelets out well, on the ice. Well, yeah. So we do remember that. You're giving projectiles to uh, 65,000. That was the too, right? It, it, I don't oh remember. God. It was, it was uh, yeah. a playoff night, but, it, like, it, you know, listen, I, Casey, I don't disagree with your idea, but I'm just saying if you're handing people something to then throw out if the Eagles have lost, I, maybe that's one of the reasons I'll they tell don't. You what what if you I'm made not... it more problematic and, and instead of a, a, a wristband, you made it a Prince Albert? So no, that would be weird. Less likely to rip it out. Um, uh, Nick, I wouldn't throw out my bracelet if it were my bracelet for the season. If it were his ticket. I suppose, but yeah. people throw a lot of things for stupid reasons. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying you would, but... Other people do. Well, they don't have to be heavy. They can be like uh, uh, almost like uh, when you go to a, a nightclub and they put the little bracelet on. Like a canned ham. Temporary, like a canned ham. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and it's canned ham <laughs> night <laughs> at the Eagles this game. This clearly was a big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to canned ham <laughs> night here at Flyers Hockey. Two and a half pound <laughs> canned ham. Yeah. Why did we go with canned ham? <laughs> I love that idea. Canned ham night. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, so, well, the season's over. It sucks. But uh, but we move forward, and we move forward with uh, stuff for you to win. Cash, specifically here on the President Steve Show and on MMR. We start easy money this morning. And when we return, we're going to give your first opportunity to win $1,000. Many opportunities every single day, Monday through Friday, for the next few weeks. Love it. So don't miss it. When we return, we get the details, the code word, the numbers, everything you need to know to win yourself $1,000. We'll be back with that and the Bizarre File. And speaking of the Bizarre File, Lenny Dykstra is going to be stopping by this <laughs> morning. We'll be back in a moment. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks.
By the way, if you did text in the the name or the word Bill to our regular text number that you usually use, you're not supposed to do it. It doesn't enter in the contest that way. You'll get a bounce back. They'll, okay. They'll tell you the correct number. All right. To you. So uh, get yourself ready for that, Annabelle. <laughs> Annabelle incorrectly texted. <laughs> Annabelle. Annabelle. I like that. It has become a default thing. I love that. The, speaking of the Christmas miracle of broadcast, how many people had Annabelle oh my God. shirts oh, on and Christmas love sweaters? <laughs> love it. Uh, by the way, the word is Bill, so just give me a heads up on that. All right, uh, Bizarre File time. Here we go. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. All right, let's roll through a few stories, shall we? We'll start with this one. A Burger King employee reacted aggressively after a customer complained about her order. The worker allegedly yelled and cursed at a customer before pulling out a gun and pointing it at the woman. You. No injuries were reported, but the worker, uh, Odoriel Moore Williams. Put the barrel in your mouth. (laughs) Was taken into custody. (laughs) For french fries? Uh, the incident occurred around one o'clock in the afternoon on New Year's Day, New Year's Day in Memphis, Tennessee. The customer had reportedly placed her order at the drive-through and then entered the restaurant to say that the order was wrong. Moore Williams was working behind the counter at the time and reportedly yelled and cursed at the customer who pretended to go grab something from her car. A witness told police that officer told officers that uh, Moore Williams had pulled out a gun and pointed it at the customer. Uh, she was then reportedly seen putting the gun in a paper bag and then handing it to an unidentified individual in the parking lot. Why don't you repeat your order into the barrel? Authorities took her into custody, and Moore Williams has been charged with aggravated assault. A Florida couple's violent argument over the Kelly Clarkson show. <laughs> you are- this is unbelievable. Has resulted in a judge ordering them to avoid further contact with one another. Yep, Florida woman, no question. Florida woman, Florida woman. Uh, Ronald Meyer, Florida man. he's a Florida man. Florida man. And Linda Donahauer were watching an episode of Kelly Clarkson's talk show together in their Clearwater home when an argument developed. What started out as a verbal fight about the show turned physical when Donna Howard, she, punched Meyer in the shoulder to, to, quote, get him to be quiet because he was, quote, <laughs> annoying her. <laughs> Meyer then allegedly climbed atop Donna Howard and punched her in the face. <laughs> hard enough to leave a red mark and swelling, which was observable by the arresting officer. Wow. Meyer replied to the accusation by saying that he was unaware of the mark on Donna Howard's face and instead said that, uh, he held her down to, quote, get her to calm down. Did Kelly Clarkson provide any testimony, video testimony for the case? <laughs> Not that I know of. Maybe that's down that's the road. probably down the road. Uh, the officer noted that both Meyer and Donna Howard seemed intoxicated at the time. I love Kelly Clarkson. You know, just getting drunk and watching the Kelly Clarkson hey, show. Put the put the put KC on. And that this intoxication caused inconsistencies in their statements. Uh, They informed the officer that they had been romantically involved for approximately 14 years. Mm. The officer arrested both Donna Howard and Meyer for mutual domestic battery. She's my old lady. And a judge forbade them to have contact with one another. Well, a 20-year-old Florida man awoke last Tuesday to discover a male intruder at the foot of his bed 
sucking on his toes. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like that story you had out of Texas, I think it was. Investigators say the victim was sleeping in his bedroom when the suspect somehow uh-huh. entered. Uh, what are you doing? The locked residence. Sucking on your toes? Yeah. <laughs> No, the guy in Texas was tickling his butt. Oh, tickling his butt. Yeah, yeah okay. it was close, but this guy was sucking on his toes. Why are you doing that? I, I like to suck on toes. Uh, when the victim awoke around 3.30 a.m., his toes were in the stranger's mouth. God damn, my toes feel wet. Uh, the victim asked the suspect... <laughs> Higher the, vis- the victim asked the suspect what he was doing. Sucking on your toes. <laughs> what? Sucking on your toes. <laughs> You are sucking on my toes. Go to sleep. Uh, assuming that he was about to be robbed, the victim declared that he did not have any I money. Also took a poop in your hamper. Oh my god! <laughs> and in response, the suspect told him that he was there to quote suck toes. <laughs> I'm here to chew gum and suck toes, and I'm all out of gum. <laughs> <laughs> the victim. <laughs> it sounds less badass than the other yeah. version. Uh, the victim, who was alone in the residence, and began throwing punches at the intruder, forcing him out of the house. Wait a second, I have three more little piggies to go. <laughs> and into the yard. As he was being driven from the home, the suspect told the victim that he had a gun. Jesus. And then attempted to fondle the victim's genital area. That's not cool. He just said he was there to suck toes. Yes. He starts going Liar. Balls. However, a gun was never seen during next the altercation. Up, next up, your balls are on deck. Uh, <laughs> your balls are on deck? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because stri- usually it's the other way around. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Unless you're doing a handstand. Yeah. After okay. striking the intruder in the face for approximately 30 seconds, the victim ran back inside the house and dialed 911. At this point, the suspect punched out the glass on the home's front window and then climbed atop the victim's car and stomped on the windshield <laughs> until it broke. Uh, the suspect fled before police arrived, and a canine track was unable to locate the intruder who was bloodied by punches thrown by the victim. So they're still looking for the toe sucker. Do you think so? Let's say you're at home in your house, and, and uh, if somebody were to get into your house and move around, what's your level of sleep? I, I'm like, my head's on a swivel when I'm asleep. I hear with the slightest sound, yeah, and I'm, I'm up. I'm a light sleeper, um, but I, I have a noisemaker in yeah. my bedroom to help me sleep. So to cover over the toe sucking. I'd hear him, but if I... If someone were to enter my room, yes. I think I would wake up immediately. Yeah. Yeah. My dogs, no way. I mean, the, the second there's a sound, yeah. there's there's no way you're going to make it through my house. Yep. That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, your, your toes will remain dry. My <laughs> one dog barks so much it's annoying, but... Uh, you know, could save our lives one day, you know? Yes. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I tell you what, we'll wrap the bizarre file. That was right a good here, one. My friends. Yeah. All right, you still have a little under five minutes to uh, enter uh, today's code word for our easy money giveaway. And this is the first giveaway we're doing of several. It's going to be five times a day. But the word is Bill, B-I-L-L. And you have until 8.15 to enter it via the text on our special contest short code numbers. Not the regular number you text to. The number is four five. 911, or you can use the MMR mobile app or the contest page WMMR.com. If you do it those ways, you'll be entered for a $10,000 grand prize. So get on that, do it right now. You could win a $1,000. It'll be happening shortly. If you don't win now, don't worry about it. We get another shot at 11, 1, 4, and 6 p.m. And that's every day, Monday through Friday this week. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. I'll tell you how you can win even more cash uh, when we return with another giveaway this morning. We'll be right back. 
Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Just thought of this at the last second. I want to thank Nick McElwain because the other day he sent me a video. It was 37 years ago on that date. I think it was two days ago. It was Nick, yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah, yeah. It was yesterday 37 morning. years ago yesterday that Dr. J made that badass greatest dunk I've ever seen in my life. I must have watched this. <laughs> 30 times, Nick, over and over. And I was showing my kids, too, right. who really don't have any interest in sports at all. I'm like, you have to see this. Yeah. I'm like, you. this is the, it's one of the, the single most athletic moments I've ever seen. And and both of my sons were just like, did he just, did he just bring that ball around this way and yeah. then swing it around and dunk it? And they were like, wasn't he traveling? I'm like, no, watch. He takes one gigantic leap right when he does it. And it's just so badass. I, I still get goosebumps watching that thing. Me too, yeah. Uh, ESPN tweeted it, so I retweeted it yesterday. And uh, it was the January 5th, 1983 against the Lakers. Um, my, I, I sent it to my dad as well. And my dad said that he misremembered that it was happening in the playoffs mm-hmm. against the Lakers. Uh, and and I, actually, I think I had the same memory too. They, they beat the Lakers, of course, in the finals that year mm-hmm. uh, to win the championship. But um, swept them, didn't they? They did. Yeah, yeah. They, that was the uh, the faux five faux year, uh, or or it ended up being uh, Moses Malone said faux faux faux, and they ended up winning faux five faux. But it's my favorite dunk of all time. It, yeah. It's just so impressive and so damn awesome. And Doctor <laughs> J is still the man. He looks larger than life in that. I mean, you know, obviously Jordan had an, a, a just a whole career of amazing dunks, but that one just. It's massive. There's some so. that are caught uh, in time, especially just the way, um, you know, uh, the, the camera's positioned and uh, so on and so forth. And yeah. they, they become iconic just because of that. This is everything is iconic about yep. this. Yep. So thank you for sending that to me. No Nick. problem. Um, I also want to thank um, this email I got from Rashida. She's a listener. And I just thought this was really sweet. She goes, hey, Preston, I've been a fan of you guys since Y100. I used to listen to you in high school. I want to uh, thank you for helping me through high school. Uh, I'm an African-American woman. At the time I was in high school, 1993, I always listened to you. Well, I got bullied a lot in school. Uh, The girls used to call me white girl. Why are you listening to white music? And I used to go home and cry a lot. And you were my escape from them, and that's how I got introduced to Godsmack and Rush, Tom Sawyer. And I want to thank you for helping me realize that music has no color. I didn't care what those girls said. I love your show, and again, thank you uh, for letting me love music no matter what people think. Sincerely, Rashida. I thought that was really sweet. Yeah. So thank you. That is really nice. Yeah, we appreciate that. And And that's uh, why we, as a show, are making the world a better place. It's what we do. (laughs) It's what we do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, well, uh, that, we're now entering the award season where self-congratulation is part of the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're changing the world. But that's really sweet to hear that. Uh, all right. So I saw this story, and it made me think of myself, speaking of talking about ourselves, 
and patting ourselves on the back, but that's not what I'm going to do here. Um, heading back from the holidays, uh, you might feel a little anxious, sick, and shaky. You I, you might actually just be having alcohol withdrawal after the uh, holidays. I bet you. That, so this is the case, I think, with a lot of people. Uh, and also, Preston, I'll tell you what. I find that uh, eating patterns become um, erratic as well. Mm-hmm. Like I find, you know, I, I, I'm very happy to get back on a regular schedule without the parties and party food and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So I know it's not booze, but that's 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 the world I live in. So I'm doing uh, dry January. Okay. Survived my first. I'm, I'm one weekend in. Nice. Was it so tough? Survived, and I, I get a coin because of that. <laughs> yeah, I think. Everywhere, yeah. You get a coin each uh, week. Listen, I did it last year, and, and I didn't even know it was a thing. I was just doing it for myself because, honestly, I had partied too hard the holidays. I'm like, I'm just sick of this. I'm, I'm not going to drink. And uh, and I and I you enjoyed... woke up with some dude's toes in your mouth. <laughs> I enjoyed it so much uh, that I ended up doing February as well. I did two months uh, dry, just right. stayed away from booze. And I will tell you this, and and once again this weekend, it was clearly illustrated to me. You know what feels better than tying a good one on Friday and Saturday night? Waking up Sunday, Saturday and Sunday, feeling Going awesome. Okay, I'm <laughs> telling you, it's. I it was like. I mean, I don't know if it's better. It is. <laughs> I, I oddly enough, I you know now that's not going to keep me from drinking down the road, but it's just waking up on that on that Saturday and Sunday yeah. when you're used to slowly getting it together it's like it's a whole other world man. i've never experienced the, the hangover i've never experienced so um um and to i know there can be some raging hangovers mm-hmm. would you liken it to preston if you have a stomach virus and on the next day when it's cleared out of your system and no. you wake up no. no it's worse you, yeah you start to actually feel better then like you're like okay this is this is okay this is good yeah the hangover is not no, all right no, all right it's yeah. not like that now and and waking up when you're used to Saturday and Sunday to just you know that what it feels like and not necessarily a rager or anything like that but just blah whatever yeah. that is <laughs> waking up crisp and and not having to wake up and go to work pretty freaking awesome yeah pretty damn awesome <laughs> I don't know how people honestly there the, the, the you know there there are stories that are legendary in broadcasting of people who would get hammered hell Joe Namath didn't Joe Namath get completely tanked up the night before the first Super Bowl. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, how do you perform? But uh, yeah, I, it's oh, that's all I know. But it, I, I can see that being a big difference. So I think it's going to be my January ritual. Did it yeah. last year? I'm going to do it again this year. A lot and, of people uh, seem to be doing yeah, this. Right? It's, yeah, it's it's apparently. I guess it maybe it started a couple of years Your ago. Your birthday's I, in January, though. It is. It is. I might make that one <laughs> exception. All right. um, but and it's on the weekend this year. It is. It is. But I'm. I'm it's. <laughs> I did it last year. I'm like, I'm, uh, this is this feels good to me, so I'm going to do it. And you know, our friend Angela did it. Well, yeah, she's posted on online about yes, it. Yes, she has. Okay. She was going to do it last year, and it led into a full year. She yep. and she's, so she's feels totally, great. Yeah, yeah, she loves it. Yeah. What? I have a question about that. All right, do you want me to tell you what I was going to tell you first, and then yeah. ask yes. my Angela? Whatever question. the most embarrassing you want. Tell us that one. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm doing dry January as well. However, I'm drinking a lot of alcohol. It's just dry from shopping. Mm. Dry. Okay, in that regard. 
Now, and that- it actually started. Who, the, the person that introduced me to it is uh, wrap back around, but is uh, Angela's friend who works at the hair salon. Her name is Billy Joe, and she did it last year. And she said there was like something little that would pop up, you know, on her feed on Facebook or Instagram or something, and she'd be like, "Oh, the, look, those leggings I really wanted are on sale. I should get them now while they're on sale." And then she said she thought like, "Okay, no, I'm supposed to be doing this. No shopping, no spending money. Who cares if they're on sale? Like they'll go on sale again." And so she would just kind of skip past stuff. And so she did it last year, and I, uh, I said I'm going to do it this year. And so far, so good. We're six days in. I think it might be a good <laughs> idea for anybody who's got a guilty pleasure or a, an addiction of sorts, which may not be one that is destroying your life, but no, one that you want to take up. something that wants to, you want to show yourself you have control over. But this gives you an out. Start drinking again and just don't buy leggings. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, but you know what? Right? Like that. You spend so much money over the holidays that that's one. Two, there's, you know, your really your closet or my closet just gets cluttered. There, you don't, I don't need it. I no. just don't need it. You yeah. know, there are things that that you like, you want, maybe like you know, like she said, something goes on sale. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I listen. I know I'm only six days in, but it does. It kind of feels good. I'm like, all right, yeah. no shopping. I want a powerful movie with Kathy. You know, like <laughs> like Barfly, where she's out out in front of Target in the car going. <laughs> You want to go in and buy something? Well, talking- Target's having their massive sale. Oh, so man. we're talking about good point. Talking expressly- January's big sales. Yeah. Yes. Are we talking expressly online or no? Can you- anything. Uh, anything. I mean, listen. I'm gonna if I, uh, you know, I need to go get some food or toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, you need a little toothpaste. hit, a little bump. No, I, listen. I'm gonna get that stuff. <laughs> just I just, a taste. just a taste. Just a little taste. <laughs> you get it. A little half a square of toilet paper. Necessities. <laughs> yeah. I'll get. But uh, you okay. know, nothing. No clothing. No, you know, nothing that's just not needed. Okay. Okay. See, I'm going yeah. uh, cash only 2020. and The so, whole year? The whole year. Wow, that's ambitious. Yeah, I know. I know. Cash only 2020. What do you mean? Like, hey, he's only going to use, he will not purchase anything that requires a credit card. Why? Uh, well, uh, there have been some, some security breaches okay. lately that okay. uh, you've been responsible for. That I am not responsible for. But, it, and, and, it limits and your luck, spending. When, yeah. when you're and, using, and that's the most. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, really? yeah, because when it's a, a transaction involving cash, it's much more tactile and you are you are handing over dollar right. bills to somebody. When you're right. using a credit card or an app or shopping online, it's much less uh, cerebral. What yeah. about your 5% back, though? It does not matter. <laughs> so uh, also, like, I'm I'm truly unaware of how much money I spend. Um, on a weekly basis or, or whatever. So I'm hoping to be able to track how much I actually spend and not just on like frivolous things like, you know, uh, like llamas. Like llamas. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty frivolous. God damn it. You know how many llamas I bought last year? Another llama! I totally forgot about the first two llamas when I bought the second two llamas. Oh, That's, too many. Right. Yeah. That's right. Too many llamas. Yeah. Um, you got a problem, man. <laughs> um, I thought they were alpacas. But <laughs> One I, was. But I hope that this gives me a better idea of what I... Spend on a on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. So Novemo, um, well, so I, I mean, I have Venmo, right? Uh, Venmo will be for you know, oh, I owe owing, 15, fifteen dollars for a coach to my llama dealer, whatever. yeah, yeah, <laughs> to my llama dealer. Uh, okay, well, listen, good luck with that. I, I think that's, I think uh, so. You're doing the alcohol. Yeah. Kathy, you're doing the shopping. So this is not necessarily a resolution, a resolution. Of, shorts, yeah. no, of sorts. I, to me, I see because my wife is kind of doing a, a same thing where she's, um, she's you know pulling back on, a, on on some some drinking. Not that she's an alcoholic by not by any stretch of the imagination, but she doesn't want to do certain uh, certain things, and also to establish to herself that she has control over the uh, these aspects of her life. Yep. kind of setting up these things to make sure that you have 
that command. So um, I think that makes sense. Okay, that was my question. You say not that my wife is an alcoholic. So Angela did that. She wanted to do dry January. It turned into a dry entire year. Now, I'm trying to find her post, but I believe her post said sober for a year. So I took that as, did she have a problem? And now... And that's why she's sober for a year, or do you know what I mean? When yeah, you I know say what you mean. sober, you, 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 you sober is, is is the we perceive it as the opposite of drunk. So so uh, or, you know, or, a, or a problem. A, a, well, a, speaking right. of somebody you're who's, just you don't have a problem, yeah, Preston. Yeah. You're just not drinking for January. So I took her post as was she an alcoholic, and now well, she doesn't some, drink anymore ever. Some people might do that dry January and take an assessment of their life and right. go, you know that's... what? I did have a problem with that and I didn't even know it. That's what I was thinking when I, I read know. it. I don't know so, her personal story. I mean, yeah. speaking, uh, you know, I- I'm, I'm sober and I yeah. consider myself to be sober. And I think there, like, as far as your wording is concerned, I think there's a, there's a, there's a difference. Um, there's a connotation. Well, because Preston quit drinking, uh, for two years or a year, just under two years, just yep. under two years. And so I, I think, Quitting drinking and being sober are two different things. So, well, yeah, sure, I know what you mean. And so, yeah, when, you mean. when you use the word sober, I think it means something completely different. Agreed. Right. So, uh, but just for uh, a name, a phrase, sober mm-hmm. January, yeah, uh, is you know, it, it's easy. It, it's to, right. to conceptualize what that means. So then I know what you mean. Llama January. Llama January. <laughs> but uh, yeah, or, or no, actually it's not sober January. It's dry January. Dry January, but then... Dry means no booze. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. so we, right. we, exactly. So I think that's a better way. you weed and do all the cocaine Absolutely. And pop all the pills. In fact, you increase it. You're going to need to compensate. <laughs> yeah, to compensate for that sensation that you're missing out on those things. And how are you going to fall down? I was getting from my boozing. Um, <laughs> so. Oh my God, I have to replace this. <laughs> But no, I, uh, I I recommend it, and and you know what? And it might be for I, I can't speak for Angela at all. We just know that she's she's uh, gone for a year. But but it might be something that you go. You know what? I like this better, um, and it could change you around. You know, and do and, I, is it would it would it be would it behoove me to start getting drunk? Maybe you do the drunk, other side, drunk January, drunk January. <laughs> <laughs> you should just to get plastered oh, for a year. Man. You know. But no, I, I think that's again. It, it allows you. Sometimes you need to prove to yourself yeah. that you have control of these things rather than than these things having control over your life. Yeah, but my biggest problem is when I go out. Uh, I have a hard time not drinking something. Right. So, like, if I'm right. out in an event, uh, I, I I feel like a compulsion to have something in my hand or, or you know to be sipping on something throughout the entire night. Preston, when you're out at gigs or when you're uh, at an event or something like that, will you have the NA beer throughout January? We drink sodas, nah, nothing soda or okay. it, maybe if if I'm at a an event, a social event, rather than somebody wondering why I don't have a drink in my hand, uh, I'll get you know Sprite with a lime in it. Okay. There you go, that's a vodka tonic. There you go. You know, it looks like it anyway. Yeah, and you just avoid the question. Well, so. I saw when you when Saint played, and I saw you guys. You 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 had them. They kept bringing you milkshakes, which I yeah. thought was kind of an odd sure. choice. It's yeah. a little heavy, yeah. buddy. Yeah, filled up night. after a little bit. Huh? <laughs> but uh, how many milkshakes man, can good. you drinking at night? <laughs> I think for one show, you're probably like six milkshakes, right? Wow, probably. It's I mean, we played two sets, so yeah, could be. That is a lot. <laughs> six milkshakes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna wow. throw up. Uh, hang on. Paul wants to mention something about you're going uh, all cash, Casey. Okay. Uh, let me go to Paul. Hi, Paul. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, man? Hey, I work in the payment industry, and we provide software for credit cards and debit cards. And we also provide those little chips on your employee badge that you buy something from the vending machines or 
in the cafeteria, and we did studies, and the food companies love us, the food service companies, because we proved that you're going to spend about 50% more if you use your little employee badge or a card than if you use actual cash. Okay, and and that stands to reason because you don't. I think you just don't feel it as acutely when you see physical uh, representations of your money being transacted and going away. Mm-hmm. It's not this dis- distant a transaction that's taking place, and you're more likely to be uh, conservative in what you're purchasing. Yeah, I think you feel like you already spent the money when you put it in an account like that, where you have where you charge against an account like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so listen, I, I took money thanks. out of the bank on Friday. Friday was payday, so that's kind of like uh, officially when everything started for me. And I had to buy a couple of Christmas gifts. We had our, our family Pollyanna dinner. Uh, and you'd put a disco suit on layaway. No, on Saturday. And so I had already gone through some some cash. So, so now, like, I can't get any more, more money out until next payday. So that's almost another two weeks away. So now I'm like, mm, better be careful. With was this an hand. idea on your own? or yeah. did, uh, no, it's okay. on all yeah, right, this is cool. my my own idea, and then, uh, but also like when it comes to like you know buying gas my car, um, I got to think ahead now because uh, I don't want to go somewhere where uh, only you know credit is available at the pump or you know what I mean. And well, go, go, just, go to yeah. a gas station where, and then what you do is go over to people and offer to pump their gas for them, uh-huh. and then don't click the thing all the way up when they leave. That and happened then, to my friend. <laughs> right, that's the that scam is quite prevalent these days. You know about that, Preston? No, what is so it? So I've I've had it happen when you're at a gas station and a kid sometimes or teenagers will come over and offer to pump your gas for you. Okay, and they leave the machine engaged. And then they gas up their car. Uh, when, yeah, yeah. Oh, no kidding. Right, right. And that happened to a friend of yours? That happened to Howie Long, man. Wow. Yeah. It, and I was like, dude, why did you? He's like, I don't know. I felt bad saying no. And I'm like, dude, because not only did he fill up his car, uh, I think he ended up filling up like uh, hundreds, hundreds of dollars of worth <laughs> Seriously? of Seriously. Like a whole bunch of people came through. Oh, man. It's a scam. Mm-hmm. He got yeah. on his phone, started telling everybody, come on up. I yep. got one. Wow. Yep. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to go to Kirk, who's a bartender. Hi, Kirk. You're on the air. Good morning. Uh, good morning, guys. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, buddy? Uh, not much. I, I, from a bartender's perspective, I just wanted to talk about dry January and what's also known as sober October. Yeah. Uh, you guys, like, you're messing with my income. <laughs> yeah, that's another point. Like, this, is how I, this is how I make my money. Yeah. Kirk, let me ask you: Do you do, would do you notice on average? So, sober October's been a thing for a little bit longer than I perceive this January thing uh, being in existence. But have you noticed a dip in business in those months definitely. in October? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, really? I mean, not a whole lot, but yeah, definitely. Okay. I'll keep you in business. Yeah, hey, I don't do sober October, man. That's time to no, party. No, so here's my thing. I'm fine with dry January and sober October as long as you follow them up with getting effed up February. <laughs> yes, and blotto. And yeah. what's November? <laughs> uh, can't remember November. Can't remember, remember November. November. I like we'll it. We'll try to institute those as well, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Kirk. I yeah. appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Yeah, I've started the already started the eat better, do that whole thing. I don't, I don't call them an official resolution, but I think it's just yearly. It's time to, you know. Well, listen, spring's going to, it's right around the corner, and if you want to be better when the, when it warms and up. soon the flowers will be coming. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> um, when is that, when is the date where everybody gets depressed because they, they've given up oh, on their resolutions? Yeah, there's a Tuesday. It, it's a specific date? It's a specific date. It's called, It's known as the most depressing day of the year. Because people have decided that they have failed in their resolutions. I, it's like Blue I, Tuesday or whatever. Yeah. It's this month. It's later in January. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I watched a movie last night called Blue Tuesday, and it was really good <laughs> on Pornhub. You know, uh, actually, typically the third Monday of the month. 
speaking of that, I mean, this time of year, it's it, it can be rough for that. I had this story I was going to get to in Music News, but it does speak to that. Uh, Brian May from Queen uh, talked about his recent bout with depression. Uh, he was, uh, he was do- doing it on social media platforms. He's 72 years old. Uh, and he said it's an ongoing issue for him that is exacerbated by the holiday season. Huh. He said, most of this Christmas period, I haven't wanted to show my face because my face was grim. Uh, there's something about this time of year that paralyzes me. Depression, hopelessness, fear. I get engulfed. Is That's it lo- the spirit of Christmas. Well, he said, is it logical? <laughs> no. Should I be grateful for my life and therefore not depressed? Yes. Uh, but none of that makes any difference when you look up and the colors have gone out of the world. Tomorrow, I am wrenching myself back to normality, starting with some biking and stretching and hot and cold showering. Um, but, hey, listen, I, I relate, man. I, I told you. You went through a funk, didn't you? I, I think yeah. I saw online. I, I didn't jump in because I, I completely understand sometimes doing that. And, Preston, you and I are similar in, in the way we approach things sometimes. I think you feel bad about acting a certain way, and then you beat yourself up for acting that way, and you compound the issue. Yeah, yeah, it does make it worse. But, I mean, just the holidays in general for, for a while have been a tough time for me. I, do, I, don't, uh, I don't look forward to it at all anymore, yeah. um, which is, you know, goes contrary to the public, you know, representation of what that time of year is supposed to be like. Speaking of resolutions and things that people do, I think it was just this weekend past that is traditionally the number one weekend for people using social media dating apps. Yes, uh, I did see that. And it is called, in fact, hang on a second. I have the official info here, Steve. It is, it's got a name, Dating Sunday. Bang yeah, me so, raw Sunday. So it was yesterday, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so apparently it's a, it's a time to get a fresh start on romance. And because of that yesterday, January 5th, which is the uh, first Sunday of the new year is known as the busiest online dating day. Uh, it's either called dating Sunday or single Sunday. And Sundays already tend to be the busiest day of the week for online dating. I wonder why that is. It spikes up to 75% on dating Sunday. Uh, what drives that day, a representative for Bumble said, uh, it's it's a mix of New Year's resolutions, post-holiday breakups, and Valentine's Day around the corner. So you have a troika of things that contribute to people wanting to get a relationship going. Mm-hmm. And it's also that uh, meeting online has become the most popular way that couples meet. So when you Is want wild? When you want to start the new year with a new relationship, people go to dating apps and sites as well. For me, for years, I think it's the same for you. The way we would meet women was with hidden bathroom cameras. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't technically meet them that yeah, way. Yeah, but yeah. yes, get yeah. to know them of sorts. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, wow. Yeah, but uh, so... Uh, Nick, when in your brief single, uh, every uh, app that you have is a dating app. Yeah, it doesn't matter what it is. Every yeah. online encounter is a way. Words to with meet. friends. Words with friends is a great way to meet people. Yeah. Uh, uh, Instagram, total dating app. Everything yeah. that you have on your phone is a way to meet somebody, and you can use it to translate to sex, to dating, to whatever. Uh, it just depends on what your approach is. It depends right. on how single you are, and it depends on on how adventurous you are, and what your open mind is like. You know, if yeah. you want to meet somebody that way, you can do it because there are somebody else out there who also wants to meet people that way. Yeah. Uh, So not only was Sunday uh, dating Sunday or single Sunday, it was also uh, the 12th night or the eve of Epiphany, which ends the 12 days of Christmas. And apparently Epiphany Eve is the traditional time to take 
down your Christmas tree. Yep. Your Christmas greenery. I know. And the problem was I was busy, so I couldn't do it. So all of my You're stuff is still, uh, is still up. I don't know. I think it's bad luck. Wait, it's, this it, was yesterday? Uh, the 5th. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yesterday. Oh, yesterday. okay. That's funny. Yeah, I we thought... did ours yesterday. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. And we didn't do it because of this. We were just like, hey, yeah, it's, time to go. it's just time to wrap it up. We did not Santa's because we had our big family gathering yeah. uh, this weekend. We always do it the first weekend after New Year's. So it'll stay up probably for about another week, and uh, and then that stuff comes down. Now, are you just guessing that it's bad luck, or is it known as bad no, luck? No, there's, there's something in uh, there where um, uh, I, I don't know the exact uh, story behind it, but there's some sort of... In bad, religion? Bad... No, I don't know okay. if it's religion or whatever, but... Are you uh, saying... You're the reason the Eagles lost. I'm, I might be. Yeah. I might be. Stupid Olaf, uh, inflatable nah. Olaf in my front yard. No, 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 because no. he had he had till midnight to do it, okay. and you know it wouldn't have mattered, right? I got you. No, you're he's right. He's all right. good. Yeah. Thank you. What about ex- what about external decorations? Do we do you say that's the same thing? It just says to take down your Christmas greenery. I mean, okay. the, the tradition is, I guess, the tree. I don't know. And the menorah. Uh, and the menorah. No, mm-hmm. in the old English tradition of William Shakespeare and his contemporaries, Twelfth Night was a time to light celebratory bonfires for the burning of the greens at the conclusion of Christmas. The police would love that. So they would take, uh, I guess, the trees Mm -hmm. and burn them. When they were done with them, so, so. It, they did a, uh, a a Christmas Carol with Guy Pierce. It was uh, from a BBC, you know, mini series, and uh, it was it was very dark, a very dark take, uh, dark, much darker than the original source material. But the ghost of Christmas, it was kind of a multiple sort of collection of ghosts. But where they where they resided was an area where there were lots of bonfires that mm. were burning Christmas trees. Okay, yeah, it was cool. Uh, here you go. This- it wasn't real though. This was brought up uh, on our monitors here. According to one superstition, Christmas decorations not taken down by the 12th night should be left up until Candleman's Day, which is the 2nd of February. Yeah! So you're still good, Nick. Good, good. Uh, And then taken down. Other people say the best remedy is to leave them up until... Uh, 12th night the following So the house is sold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool with that as well. Uh, what about uh, Easter? <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? Not many people still celebrate with 12 days of gift giving, uh, as in the famous song. Right. Uh, but uh, quite a number of churches do observe the ancient feast of the Epiphany on January 6th. So How- today, a holiday associated in Western churches with the coming of the Magi to honor the infant Jesus. There's so much minutia that has since passed. I, like I had no idea today was a technically a feasted, uh, you know, yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, when when did that go out of favor? That's a good question. Uh, it says some some churches do observe it huh. uh, today, but uh, maybe it was more prevalent in in days of yore. In days of yore, yeah, in the olden days. Uh, speaking of random holidays on a Monday, uh, Fox uh, during their football games has been they've gotten really aggressive about promoting the day after the Super Bowl as being a holiday, and I think it's sort of a tongue in cheek approach. But they're also saying take the day off. Like they're saying it during their commercials, airing about the Super Bowl because Fox really? has it this year. Yeah, and it was throughout the game yesterday. It was uh, throughout the game last week, which was also on Fox. I got a better idea. Why don't you just change move the Saturday. Super Bowl to Saturday? Well, they, they incorporate they incorporate that into the ad campaign. They say everybody's wanted to have it on Saturday for years, but it's never going to move. And this year, it's once again on a Sunday. So we're saying take the day off now. Yeah. This conversation rolls around every every year. I know, about but this. I've never seen it like this in an aggressive, this aggressive ad campaign. Yeah, but I. I but now they're saying now let, instead of us doing something about it, we put the responsibility on you. Yeah, I think they're saying we're never going to change it. Like that we can't is. change it. Whatever the reason is, they they can't change it. So they can. They're kind of <laughs> warning you: take the day off. 
Casey was saying they're a billion-dollar operation. You can do whatever the hell they they're, want. They're multi-billion. Multi- well, the billion. NFL is multi-billion. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so... Uh, no, so they're we've, saying... We've heard all the arguments. Hey, you, 100,000 or 100 million Americans, change what you're doing instead of us changing what we what we do, which is, you know, a much, much smaller organization. Just change it. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, and yeah, they, go, they go into stats about how many people take the day off or call in sick that morning or whatever. And uh, they're saying that we should get out in front of it as Americans and we deserve this day off and tell your, tell your boss now. Support the troops. Support the take troops. the day off. Yeah. You know what that, find a way to make, it, to, to make it patriotic. That would be the only, I mean, imagine a holiday predicated solely on your, on a, on a, on a, on a competition, on a sports yeah. competition. And not only that, it's not even the day it occurs on. It's the day after the day to deal after. with the partying. Yeah. Wow, interesting. All right. Well, anyway, you should you should take your uh, Christmas tree and decorations down uh, by yesterday. Is your stuff down? Yeah, all of it. Yeah, we knocked it all out except for except for the lights outside. Okay, okay. so I'll get to that. Uh, it's going to be a halfway decent day today. Today's probably the day to do it. What is Labor Day actually celebrating, Steve? What is Labor Day? Uh, it's uh, Cronum, the oh. uh, sports no, Cronum, it's the working, uh, yeah, the, the working, working man, the working people. people. Yes. Uh, who slave and toil home, in the mines? Bring home a wage. Uh, yeah, it's for for American workers. Okay, yeah. essentially that's it. Labor, you know, working. Yeah. That's okay. Okay. Uh, anyhow, <laughs> glad we cleared that up. So this is a, a couple of things just to be aware of as we head into the new year. We got uh, we got uh, dry January happening. We have uh, you taking your Christmas tree and everything down. And what was the other thing? Dating oh, apps. No shopping. No shopping. No shopping. That's, I did not know that that was a thing for January as well. Increase your unprotected sex. That's for March. Uh, we'll get to that yeah, in a yeah, couple yeah. months, yeah. All right, let's take a break. Is Lenny here? I thought yeah. I saw him here. Lenny yep. Dykstra's here this morning. Very interesting how he came about uh, swinging by today. So we'll talk to him in uh, just a little bit, have him in the studio. Yeah, it's cool. And don't forget another shot of winning some cash. we got 500 bucks, uh to give away courtesy of the show Dr. Oz. And I'll get you the details in a little bit. We'll be back in just a moment. 93.3 WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Totally Office Calendar 2020. Shot on location at the Met, Philadelphia. 12 magnificent months featuring the most gorgeous girls and our loveliest listeners. On sale now for just 15 bucks in the MMR Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Order by this Friday to have it in time for the holidays. Or get your hands on a free copy at an upcoming calendar raid while meeting the girls and members of the show. Details at WMMR.com. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Well, who could have ever foreseen that Gene Simmons putting ice cubes in his cereal would wind up with us having Lenny Dykstra in our studio? But it, it came to pass. And we welcome Lenny to yeah. our studio this morning. Yeah, I, I got to say that, that news is just uh, like... That was unbelievable. Oh, I, I'm, sex, I'm sexually aroused. You know? oh, I mean, wow. In the traffic. That's all it took, yeah. Impressive. And then you, you open up with the stones, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to give some inside info that like no one knows. Please. So when we played baseball like in the Phillies, I mean, yeah. we had to have a, like, when we did like blow, Yeah. we, had, we couldn't call it like, who's got the blow? So we made up, like, I, I came up with it, and I said, let's call it Keith Richards, because he looks like a line of blows. So there's the, the nickname for, so, for so Cup. Okay. it's legendary around the National League now. Like, is, you know, Richards got the greatest out hits in there now? It was like, anyways, thought I'd throw that in there. So that was, that was the code word you guys used yeah, for Coke. Yeah, it's kind of tough around the cage to say, who's got the blow? Right. So, hey, is, is, is Richards in the house? Right, right, right. That's right, when right. I was a lot younger, though, a lot, lot, lot younger. 
I had friends that used uh, butter was the word. Butter Everybody was the word. Comes, comes up with that with a name for you know whatever whatever illegal substance you might be throwing around. It's, but Keith Richards, I like Keith, it. I mean, that Richards. is cool. Richards, yeah, and the thing is, because he's cool without trying to be cool, you know? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's well, true. I was reading about, you know, Lenny, and doing some of the research once we learned you were going to be on the show, and obviously, you know, we've we've, seen, uh, we've had some Twitter action back and forth. I think the last thing that we had that came up on our radar was when the uh, the, 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 the teeth, yeah, the dentures yeah. at the restaurant, and, and we're like, what in the F? And then he's rooting around in the garbage. And then we then we heard there were eighty thousand dollars. Yeah, look at them, man. They're, I, they're damn well, good. Well, the thing is, it took four years to get them done because I had to have uh, bone marrow redone. I had a so it was a guy in South Dakota that did uh, is Sioux, Sioux Falls in South Dakota. Or yeah, okay, Dakota? okay, South so Dakota. He did Doc Gooden's too. He's just a huge fan. But I had to go in, and it was such a process. And then the fact that like I have like they're, they're not dentures; they're implants. Okay. So are they are they are they locked now? They're locked. Okay, yeah. but I unlock them for when I do my work. You know. Later. Okay, we'll get that later. But but <laughs> um, but so I like I'm a man of like many talents. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, we, we we've heard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so but you so wait. You, did you fu- you found them in the dumpster? Oh yeah, and there was I was I wasn't leaving until I got them, and I uh, like. I was there was some other guy who took some credits and guy with a weird uh, twinkle toes or something like a like a like a wrestler. Yeah, but he was there two seconds. I dove in there. I went through food. I started eating some of it actually. <laughs> but then when I found my teeth. It was like it was like I found gold, man. Yeah. Huh? So they're back in. Look, perfect. They well, look great. Were, they you, look great. You were at a Jersey Mike's. You finished your meal. You'd put your dentures on a on a napkin, and you'd done something. A lot of not us dentures, were, implants. Implants. Because okay. my guy in in, 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 anyway, in Sioux Falls would kill me. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. And then you accidentally throw them out. So you go, but it took about nine hours, right, before yeah. you found them. See, what happened was, was like sometimes if I eat something again, I think Jersey Mike's got mad because I said like the bread was kind of hard. <laughs> um, so, but if something's hard, I don't want to like disrupt them. So I just sure. like, take them out. And I put them to the side. But you know, and then like I forgot, and it was closing time, so I left, and I said, "My teeth. Where's my teeth?" Yeah. And so then I go back to the store. They're closed, and I say. Dude, I, my teeth, they're in there. I got to get my teeth. And they said, they're looking like I'm crazy. Yeah. So I said, they said, all the trash is out. And they said, what, wait, wait a second. I said, which is the last trash can at Bunt Dumpster is in? They showed it to me. I just dove head first. I dove in the second base. <laughs> and I just started grinding, 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 finding God. It was like. Like finding a hidden treasure, you know. Oh, well, eighty, th- and we had we thought, no, there's no way, there's no way. And then people started to call in and back you up and say, yeah, if you get a really well done, there was so much work involved. So in, much work because he had, there was not enough bone. See, so he had yeah. to build up bone and and you know. So I took did all that on ibuprofen, you know, because opiates are like the devil. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. so I just grinded it out. Yeah, prosthetics of any type are are made specifically for the individual and they're really expensive and I can understand why yeah. you were good. it was a die hard situation you yeah, let's call it like it is I mean I didn't have the money to pay for that this guy was such a great he's such a great guy he did Doc Gooden's teeth too yeah uh, he didn't leave that gold thing in there though no <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah. Doc did a lot of Richards back in the 80s yeah. didn't he yeah, Doc knows Keith well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was looking at a picture of you so Lenny I, I became a fan when you were playing on the Mets I was up in New York and uh, and I remember that whole that that team and the and the whole vibe. And then I was always, I was always also a fan of the of the Phils. So your trajectory has been one that's been very very cool. 
Uh, but, but you know, I'm, I'm looking at House of Nails, the book you wrote, came out in 2016. And I'm thinking, you have enough material for another book at this point. Yeah. Are you... Are you because you you are, as they say, a colorful character. People, uh, you know, p- people are gravitate gravitate to you because yeah. you have these stories. Are you thinking of another book? Or you, you can say it. People either love me or hate me. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, yeah. And that's and that's like, look. The bottom line is, I tell the truth, and like a lot of people don't like to hear the truth, but I don't care. Yeah. I mean, like, so what am I doing in Philly right now? I'm here to do commercials for Martino Signs. Okay? <laughs> what is this? You wearing the hat? Yeah, Martino yeah. Signs. So, so I'm, I'm a spokesman for him. So we're out there doing commercials. So then the Eagles game, and then I did the went in the you know for for the pregame and the tailgate. Oh man, it's unbelievable. It's crazy, right? It's, it's, it's insane. So you're out there promoting the company, doing... no, but then just dealing with the fans. You know, the fans. I'm a man of the people, man. The fans in Philadelphia. Look. The, the the Philadelphia season in 1993, to me, again, I think fans will back this up, was still the most exciting season uh, in the history of Philadelphia baseball. Because we went from last to first, okay? Mm-hmm. And then we're all drug-fueled and, and, like, nobody wanted to come to, to the bat, you know? Yeah. And then you have these fans that are crazy that are just, like, people are scared to death of, you know? So, so when you when you're greeted like when you're out and about here, and, and, I mean, do, uh, do you feel the love? Do you? What I do. Is, what do, you I, do. Feel, yeah. I don't feel from the Phillies though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. because I think that like one of the owners found out that I tagged his daughter. Oh my oh, God, so, Jesus! So like the real reason I'm not on the Wall of Fame isn't is, so like. It was kind of a bad move, but that's what happened. I mean, what can I say? But 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 see, you can say so, more. So were you guys yeah. playing hide and go seek tag or I mean, look, freeze tag? I'm just you know, I just I just I love hearing those words. I can't believe I'm doing this. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. Holy jeez! Yeah. Lenny, I spoke with you on the phone uh, on Friday. <laughs> we put that up. We put that up as a fun size podcast. And when I was talking with you on the phone. Um, it sounded like there were women in bed with you on Friday. Now, do you remember Friday morning and, and chatting? Yeah, and, yeah, I couldn't get, I couldn't shake her. Yeah, you couldn't shake her. <laughs> yeah, but it was just one person because I couldn't yeah, tell. Maybe, maybe two. But but the thing is, is um, I don't ever let them stay. See, and this one tried to stay, and I said, "Listen, there's a door over there. <laughs> you see, and there's a handle. You turn it left, okay? And you follow the signs, okay? And the exit down. And then, but she wouldn't leave, and I'm on the air with you." <clears throat> so I like said, get in the bathroom, remember? Yeah. Anyways, uh, we got past that. <clears throat> Let's move on to like how about like the cheap shot that our boy put on Carson Wentz. You know, oh. was uh, was a rough deal. But this is a rock and roll station, man. You guys yeah. talk about everything. <laughs> we but, do. Uh, we talk about everything. Yeah. So let, let, let me ask you. So um, <laughs> with, with that and, and with, with you talk about the sports, you talk about the, we talk about the, the the Phils and the Mets. You were saying in one of the interviews I was reading about you that the Mets you, it was a little bit more on the on the up and up, but you hardcore partied with the with the Phils, and you also talked about doing steroids, and how that that you looked at that at that point when you were doing them to preserve your job because everyone was doing it. Do, do you have any regrets of doing steroids yeah. now, or was it you had to do it to be where you were? That's actually a great question because, yeah. and, and again, here comes the truth. So in 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 nineteen in in 89, like, I told the Mets, I need to play every day. Because if you don't play every day, you're not going to get paid. So so they wouldn't play. Davey Johnson wouldn't play me every day. So having to be in Philly, okay, and, like, a right-handed pitcher was pitching. So two at-bats into the game, Davey says, you're done. That's enough. I said, like, 
like, what the, you know, yeah, are you yeah, kidding yeah. me? So then I go up in, in the locker room, and I hear Harry the K, the great Harry Callis, unbelievable. I hear him say, a lot of action here at the vet today, and initials are LD. So I said to myself, I just got traded. So then I'm sitting in my locker after the game. I'm sitting in my little stool, and I wait for the tap. I get the tap, and they say, Davey wants to see you in his office. So I go in there, and Davey says, well, you know, Davey, by the way, he was best friends with Jack, you know. As in Daniels. Uh, <laughs> everyone says he was a player's coach, manager. Of course he was. He's always hung over in his office. All right. But but he, I'm in there, and there's Joe McElveen, the general manager, and Davey. And he says, look, we want to thank you for helping us win a World Series. We just traded you to the Phillies. And I said, wait, the team in the other dugout? <laughs> What, do I meet him at home plate? Like, yeah. It was so weird. I remember when that it happened. It was so yeah. weird, but I was so Juan happy. Juan Samuel, right? The Phil's traded Juan Samuel, I think, for you? Yeah. Yeah. A, a brutal trade. But but for me, it was a great trade because, so, like, with the Mets, I was a young guy, and, like, I never saw a line of Coke. I never saw I never saw a good, and I had beer. That's it. I mean, I didn't even drink a beer until I got to the big leagues. But but then I made up for it later. But, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, so when I got to the Phillies... In 89, I started playing every day. So I'm a, I'm a small guy. I'm 5'9". So I didn't forget how to play baseball. I just wore down. It took its... So, and you were describing, and I was... And, and you know, I started reading some of the passages out of the, out of the book, too. Because we can't... Listen, yeah. we, we see you out on the field. We see these athletes. And yeah. you're describing a level of wear and tear yeah. that, that we don't understand. See, so I was so you, ahead of the curve. See, remember, it wasn't illegal then either. So in 89, the general manager, because I, I went and I came out of the gates, I'm in 320, I timbered, you know, down to, uh, way down. So uh, general manager Lee Thomas says, look, we're going to give you 1990. You're going to lead off every day. You're going to have to look at the lineup. So I'm in Mississippi with my uh, ex-wife, and like, people live there, by the way. <laughs> so literally, this is how it went down. I literally just went the, into the yellow pages, and I, I pulled up some hillbilly doctor, and I didn't even know what he was going to give me. I went to him, and I told him the facts. I said, look, yeah. 1990 is going to determine whether I become a multimillionaire or I have to get a real job. Yeah. So here's what I need. I don't need a pill or a drug to make me play baseball better. I know how to do that. I need something that's going to keep my weight on so I can stay strong for six months. Yeah. You know, baseball is the most grueling schedule in sports, okay? Yeah. So that being said, I didn't know what he's going to give me. He writes a prescription. I go get in line in Rite Aid, you know. They fill it, and he says, come back, and I'll show you how to do it. And I come back to his office. He's got a harpoon waiting for me like this, and it's Decadurabolin, okay? Because remember. So, so is, that my, a, is that a growth hormone? No, that's, no, that's steroids. Okay. That's, that's a steroid. Then as I became a chemist later, we mixed all that stuff in. But but so so remember, I had to do this because I physically wasn't capable of with with withholding. I couldn't hold up for six months. So that I did that for... My family for to make money because, like, like I said, I don't need something that could you know make me play baseball. I knew how to do that, and it wasn't a coincidence that I ended up hitting three twenty five that year. Right, right. Okay, I walked up to the plate. I had a fifteen inch. You know what? Because I knew that they knew that I was like on point. You know what I mean? So, but and this is the point though. To to like uh, and hearing about it and talking about you know there was. Uh, there's a documentary. I forget the name in case I know you saw it as well. Where these guys talking about steroids and about and, and so he's a competitive bodybuilder and his brother's a, a bodybuilder doing steroids and they both have they're both taking two different angles on it. But the truth of the matter is, and the, the guy even makes the point in in the in the documentary about people love to see these incredible home runs and they love to see this incredible level of performance. 
So, yeah. you know, and, and at that point, for you to remain competitive... So you see, my, my, I was ahead of the curve. I, 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 so I'm surprised, I surprised myself that I yeah. sort of see that, I see that point. Yeah, but see, it didn't get till later, and I told the commissioner, I told baseball, listen, I said, they asked me about, because I did some work for them, you know, and they're asking me about, like, you know, marijuana and cocaine and this. I said, no, no, you got it all wrong. I said, steroids is a problem. If you don't take care of that, it's going to be a problem that's going to just be out of control. Because anytime money's involved, anytime you can yeah. make more money, okay, people are going to make decisions they wouldn't normally make. And so if the guy next to you is doing it, okay, and he's going to get paid $30 million, what are you going to do? Say, ah, I'm going to be a good guy. You know that? And I'm not going to do it. And I'll go get a real job and make $60,000 and like, be miserable. Right. I'm a lifelong Phillies fan, Lenny. Uh, I love that 93 team. I, I, I was 18 at the time. We went to a lot of games at the Vet that summer. Uh, who on the team was not doing drugs? Um, there's a lot of them. I mean, uh, they weren't allowed at any of my parties. You know, I had, <laughs> so I never stayed at the team hotel, okay? Yeah, so like, like I got smarter as I got older. So what I did is is I had the party brought to my suite. So I have like my guys that work for me, you know. And so when I got done playing, everything was set up and ready. That's why they all started hating Mitch Williams because he would delay the game so long. Like the party wouldn't get started till you know, till late. But like, you know, a lot of guys weren't doing drugs. I mean, you know, you had your core group. Um, I'm sure you know who they are, but... I mean, Eisenreich was doing some, but a different kind of, you know, like for his Tourette's. But, so, um, like, uh, Danny Jackson, drugs? Um, no, I think he just drank, and he hard, drank hard. Mohan, no drugs. Chilling, no drugs. Um, uh, Mill Thompson, no drugs. And Cavillia. Uh Maybe a few. Um, I mean, it's all speculative. Well, because remember, at that point, I became like like a, like a chemist. So, like, people needed a script pill. These came to me. Mm. You know? So 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 right now, do you what do you think the nature of the sport is now? Have they have they done a, a fairly successful job of eliminating that? Absolutely. Okay. In yeah. fact, there's no drugs in baseball now. You might have a fringe guy that that is that is like on his way out, and he's got nothing to lose. But but what that tells you though is how in the heck does Major League Baseball players break and shatter the single season home run record on no drugs? Very simple. Major League Baseball. They want the ball to fly out there, they make it harder. I mean, they take the seams down, okay? Right. So when you take the seams down, the ball travels, okay? So they can, like, turn, it's almost like turning the one on the warmer, turn warm water. Mm. So they, they control that, see? So it's like an airplane. When an airplane lands, you know, the, the flaps come down. Right. But see, with no seams, the ball just, they're like rocket ships, you know? Hmm. Huh. Hey, real quick, I just want to tell you guys. So, so you see this picture that's up in our studio? Yeah. See the, the two ball boys uh, in the first row? The guy on the left was my boyfriend, and he used to travel with the team. And, I mean, I, he never told me any stories about you guys, but I'm just wondering if he ever made it into one of your parties. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, wait. Better than that, he made it into Showtime. So, like, the bad boys, I used to let them get in the closet, you know, and they used to watch me do my service, you know? <laughs> And sometimes they'd, oh, make some, they'd make noise, and I'd say, what, you guys, what the, you know? But that's the kind of player I was, a team player, right. you know? Even the bat boys player. got to about this to You're a giver. So reconnect. You're a giver. You want yeah. people to, to it's, By the way, that's an absolute true story. Is All it the clubhouse? Uh, the, the, the club is when they have to go on the road, so yeah. they couldn't okay. wait to go on the road, man. Yeah. Because I'd say, okay, listen, man, get in there, get in that closet, but don't say anything. <laughs> Okay, like in, you know. like in the hotel, in the hotel suite, yeah, or yeah, okay, yeah. And so you know, it's, I call it showtime. And you know, I'm wow. a normal, I'm a wow. missionary man. I'm like, not into any crazy stuff. I mean, <laughs> like no chandelier. A missionary man. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. Let normal. me ask you, Lenny, because yeah, yeah, yeah. normal. 
you you <laughs> had you had a friendship with Charlie Sheen. <laughs> And and uh, and Charlie Sheen has you know his legendary party and all that stuff and yeah. I, and you said you got into his house, and he had like a state of the art, like drug den. To describe what what he had. Well, well, Charlie Sheen. By the way, the biggest and the most, the, the biggest meltdown in the history of Hollywood. Yeah, and and it was all over one reason. Okay, Charlie Sheen is gay. Okay, and Charlie Sheen could not live with that. Okay, the reason why he was doing whatever he was doing for 10 days straight, okay, was because he had to do that to get to that place. So I had Charlie out a year before that he had he was forced to go out. And his people, he just, I mean, he wanted to go out. He's being extorted. He's broke now. He's being extorted. He, it's, just, it's one of the saddest and, and most difficult things I've ever been involved with. I was there every day with him. So it's your belief that Charlie Sheen is, is gay? No, no, it's not my belief. Come on, dude. I've seen videos. It's like, you don't got to look left, bro. Oh, wow. I mean, okay. I mean, so... So, like, it's, I don't believe it. I mean, he's, like, I mean, got HIV. So he yeah. was he was a, he was a fan of yours. See, I never knew any of this. He did this on his own. Huh. See, see, he, this is his own world here. But see... When you get locked up in that for 10 days, nobody, everyone was afraid to go help him. So, because they were afraid that he'd fire him. So I never took a dime from him. I was his real friend. So they'd call me and I'd go up and I'd like say, and, and what happened on your story there is when I got in that room, I said, to break the ice, I said, Charlie, and this is before I know about all the darkness. Right. I said, I got to tell you, man, if you're going to smoke crack, this is the best crack room I've ever seen. So you said it was like behind, like the classic revolving book. Alfred Hitchcock. Book. So, so like the 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 um, fiance, her name was Scott Teen uh, Sheen at the time. Right. Uh, he made her change her name, and the, the first hint there, she was a porno star. Because remember, Charlie used to say, "They're best because I can pay him and tell him when to come, tell him when yeah. to leave." Yeah. Now he's got one as a fiance, but um, when when she called me up, he said, "No, you got to come help. You got to come help." Charlie's been ten days. Da, da, da. And I said, okay, meet me at the Beverly Glen thing, and I'll go get me through the gates, and I'll take care of it. She said, you'll never find it. I said, what? I said, I've been there for... You've been to the house before? Thousands you, you, times. Yeah, yeah. She said, no, no, he built a different special room. I said, okay. Like a hidden room. Yeah, so we get up the stairs. First, I go through the Israeli you know, hit squad, his security, which was really an extension of his drug dealers. And so we get up there, and she literally takes a picture and moves it to the side, puts her hand on a thing, Put some numbers on, and his bookcase opens. It was like right out of Hill, Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, or like and a James room, Bond. The, the room was yeah. off the chart. I mean, it was awesome. But then I said, Charlie, is this your life? Is this it, man? Right, right. Is this it? I said, like, what are you doing? You're 50 years old. Been here 10 days. Remember that show you own? Like, you had to be there Monday. Right. You know, because the big joke on his show was uh, anger management was, no, Charlie will be here. He'll be here at 11. He'll be here at 12. No, he'll be here. You know, whole, so yeah, it just all got bad. And, yeah, and like I said, but but sober, Charlie's probably one of the smartest, greatest guys I've ever met. Mm. You know, she's had that dark side, and that dark side it wasn't well. She pitch black. You know, wow. So it's just, it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. So you you did your you know obviously you have your demons. You're very candid about it in the book, and you have stuff that you you wrestle with all the time. But that's not one of them though. Yeah, if somebody put something in my you know well you have to kill me. Right, right. <laughs> Well, you did two and a half. Would you do two? Was it two and a half years in prison? Yeah, they put me in the cooler, you know, for a um, couple couple years, you know, and that's when I had to like, 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 either like say, okay, you can pout and like, you know, 
feel sorry for yourself or you can fight through it. And then I fought through it. To that point, there were, I remember reading the story and I, I wanted to ask about this because you, you, you got your ass kicked in, in jail and, and there was a lawsuit, right? Against, was so, it against the, uh, against the, um, the, yeah. the guards? Well, yeah. So, so LA County jail is known as the biggest and it's the largest in the country. The FBI did an investigation, put 23 of them in prison. So what there was there, it was, it was like institutionalized where they had to beat up like inmates. So, so when I went in there and like, first of all, they put me on like the worst row, a hit squad leader and killers, so and so killers. But I wasn't there with that one dude that, uh, Michael Jackson, um, you know, they said he killed, uh, the doctor. Oh, 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 yes. Yeah. Okay, a the doctor. London, the yeah. London, the London dude. Right, you know? yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, I remember Yeah, him. yeah, and, and he, was, he was next to me, and I said, what happened to good old Ambien? <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. Pr- propofol is what yeah, they're yeah. So, so he told me what happened. He said, look, um, what was that guy's name, man? But, but anyway. Uh, Con- Conrad. Uh, yeah, Conrad Murray. Murray yeah. yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, yeah. Conrad Murray. So he, you're not with Conrad he, Murray. He's there for a while next to me, and, right. and, and I said, what happened? He said, I did my normal thing. He said, and he wanted more, so he's self-medicated, and you know, with with the anesthesia, you, too much, you know, the lights go out. And luckily, and, they did for a lot of kids, if you know what I mean. Right, right, right. Yeah, because one so thing I won't accept is like, like somebody touching kids or a man putting hands on a woman. That's just not acceptable. Well, so you're in there, and, and how badly did you get beaten? No, were, no, it was, you were like a target, or what? yeah, no, no. The guy was uh, like they're bullies. You know, one guy was whistling, take me out to the ball game. One like. I said, hey, bro, not tonight, you know. Yeah. You know, and you know, it went from nails to thumbtacks and, like, so finally the guy, we had words, and the next thing I know they're coming in, and I'm back, like, you know, Duke and, like, it took seven of them to take me out of there. That lawsuit's still going on. In fact, they just offered me a big settlement, which I'm not going to take, and it's going to go to a trial here pretty quick. Okay. Because yeah. I, I was looking at the, some of the pictures. I mean, you, you got throttled. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, like I said, I mean, it's... um. I mean, I, I fought them hard, you know. It took a lot to take, drag me out of there. So why not take a settlement? You you want to see them pay for, uh, you know. The settlement's too low. Okay. Uh, yeah, because, um, I mean, when you're, when you're, it's so funny in my life. Like, the same people that put me in prison, the FBI, meaning is the same people that's going to make me millions for this lawsuit. But, like, when I got indicted, like, remember, you're talking about a guy that's, like, he paid $20 million in taxes and never committed a when they said, like, you're being indicted, I said, what's that? And, like, when they showed me, it said, the United States of America versus Lenny Dykstra. Yeah. I was like, really? Yeah. It's almost laughable, you know? <laughs> I mean, the, the, the feds just do what they want to do. And, by the way, I didn't want that war, okay? I mean, that that's a much complicated, deeper story than it appears on the outside. Yeah. I mean, but what it is is what it is. I don't... So that's why my book was, was so well-recepted and why people... It was a bestseller because I didn't say poor me. I didn't say, you know, they did this to me. They did, like, the legal stuff. I said, no, no, like, even some of your biggest critics were saying you you were unabashedly saying what it is. So, yeah, so and that, I said, like, and if you, it, there's not much more you can say if you, you're saying, okay, I know people love me or hate me, and here's here's what I un- am. Unlike Ron Darling, okay, Ron Darling, who made up lies in his book, and it's been proven, I'm, I'm in a lawsuit with him, too, and, like, why would he pick me as an enemy? He, I mean, he claimed you'd, you'd made racist comments? Was that it? Or he you... claimed it. Yeah. And the problem with that is here comes Daryl Strawberry. Here comes Kevin Mitchell. Yeah. Here comes Doc Gooden. Here comes Wally Backman. 
oil can void. So coming to your so, defense. So so darling, but like, why would you pick me as an enemy? Like, right. I, like, I'm your worst nightmare. I'm the last guy you want as an enemy. Okay. So I'm not done with him by a long shot. That's going on. You're going to see still going this. on. It's going on in a yeah. big way. And and by the way, um, because what he did is like you cross a line there when you start talking about. Like, that's very sensitive stuff, okay? Yeah. And I wasn't the only one who took shots at Gary Carter, Bob Murphy. So, anyways, but but on my book, like, the legal stuff, instead of, like, blaming, like, I just said, look, here are the facts. You be the judge. So, so Preston and I were talking earlier this morning about, you know... And I say you, you take ownership of some stuff, and you say that you need to know you need to know the rest of the story about the other stuff. If you if you, I mean, where you are career wise now, and 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 where everything's going, you had you showed that you had some business savvy. What's in the future for you? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I still do have business savvy. I mean, look, I filed an eleven, and that's when O eight came when the world was ended, and like, and they converted me to a seven like two weeks into the eleven. So like my. They just burned down everything I had. But so where I'm at now is is um, I'm making signs for Martino. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You actually work yeah. at the company. No, no, it's cool. We were doing some commercials. But, no, I have a lot of things going on now. I mean, like, um, besides, um, I do have a few clients in Beverly Hills, you know, that keep the gas flow going, you know. I mean, they're elderly people. But um, See, I thought God put me on the earth to entertain people on the baseball field. I was yeah. pretty good at that. But that wasn't my calling. See, he put me on the earth to help women. <laughs> to help women. How are you helping women? I'm a giver. I'm a giver. <laughs> uh, he's um, helping them reach climax, can yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it's yeah. not so much that because they're a little old. Like, I mean, <laughs> so it's like it's a lot of look left type deal. But 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 like you know, I just that's look what I do. Left. I give. I give. I'm a giver. And the um, teeth come out when that happens. Absolutely. Right? All right, bro. all right, Lenny. So tell me, there's someone that has to have come to you. With with oh a, a, a a biopic, a movie based on your life, have you has anyone come to you to option your life for? A, yeah, oh yeah, a lot of. In fact, uh, the guy that did um, the guy that did um, um, with Leonard DiCaprio played um, in um, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, Terrence Winters, who did Sopranos and everything else. He, he came, came to you for this. He was awesome. Yeah, but my, my movie was tied up with with Gil Netter and and. And uh, John Lee Hancock, and they never got it to market. So it's with another group now that is trying to to to, to put it because it's a great story because it covers everything. I mean, the book's about a baseball player, but not about baseball per se. Yeah, I mean, like it talks about like De Niro when I'm in like St. Bart's and he's stealing all. He's like, like he didn't even know who I was, but like we're at the two suites and and like like he sees all my you know friends helicoptering in i got him coming night and and like he can't take it anymore he says to me like i'm in the, i got a daiquiris during the day and he says hey what is that and like you know where he's going i said that's a daiquiri and anyways and long story short we ended up in his bathroom and richard's greatest hits came out <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and so so me and bobby d he said call me bobby d so remember, this is in my book. Don't think 30 lawyers didn't call me and fact check this. Mm -hmm. Don't think they didn't because, you know, it was so funny. Then he'd be sending over $500 bottles of wine. And, and so Jeez. so then I said, look, bro, if you want to hang out with Richard, he's better to hang out at night with. Yeah. So if you want to get on the program, it took me years. It took me years to, like, to get down. You take an amphetamine during the day. Because the amphetamine, it's a more of a smooth, like, 
Right. And then you slowly descend. And then you have to have a Xanax around just to, you know, chip away if you need a little edgy. And then at night, you can bring out the greatest hits, okay? <laughs> and you stick with that program, with the trifecta, and you're good. So he stuck with it the whole time. And we're like, I'm getting ready to leave. He runs up to me, hey, you got some more of that stuff? So three months later, I'm in Tribeca, and the narrow's there with his family. And so I said, I'm going to say hi to him. I'm with my friends, and I go up and say hi to him. He treats me like a Russian spy. <laughs> and my friends say, what an idiot. What a, what a, what a bad, like, I said, what do you mean, idiot? What's he going to say? Hey, honey, remember him? He's the one that got me all the Richards and all the, <laughs> I mean, so, you know. Well, where, where, are you, where are you now? Are you, are you, have you, you, are you still doing the trifecta? You still no, doing the Richards? No, I'm too old for that. No, yeah, I'm too yeah. old. Like, Your grandfather. Yeah, I am. I mean, my, my son's married to Jamie Lynn Sigler, the actress from Sopranos. And yeah. They have a couple of grandkids and um, maybe some other kids. Like, <laughs> uh, But, I mean, like, it's kind of hard to watch a game. It's like, God, there's another one. Hey, Kathy just found out her her grandfather was a was a very famous uh, race car driver, and apparently he spread his seed all over the place. All and over she's the finding out that yeah. this yeah. relative I mean, she had no idea. He's she probably had. A, he's a breeder, you know. He's he a was. He's a definitely breeder. a breeder. Yeah, a breeder. <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> but I mean, look, the thing about it is, in Philadelphia, like playing in Philadelphia, uh-huh. was like for me, it was like an honor and a privilege to be able to play in New York and in Philadelphia, which are the greatest fans in, in the world. So when I still come to Philadelphia. No matter what Angelo Cataldi says or whatever, yeah. or what anybody says, or the fact the Phillies, like, owner got mad because I serviced his daughter. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um doesn't matter. The fans remember, and that's what makes it so cool, you know? Yeah. Cause so they, when you're you're on a fan you're on the street and and people are coming up to you you're get you're getting a lot of love yeah always man because because I played hard man and, and so when the game would end what I would do I'd go in my locker and I'd sit there for two minutes I'd say to myself if I were a fan would I have paid money to watch me play that's how uh, I judge myself right. Lenny I've got uh, Phil's been on the whole hold for a long time I'm just going to ask his question for him are you doing any appearances soon because he you know there's people that want to meet you do you do public appearances yeah I do no problem. You, you, you reach me twenty four seven on Twitter, you know. This, so you're, 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 we, well, listen, we found out how easy you are to access on Twitter because yeah. that's how we first got in touch. With yeah, yeah, I have a great my guy that helps me with Twitter. Won Jeopardy like three times. He's a genius, you know. All right, because like Twitter, it's like right here, right now. You got to be on top of it. So you have a genius running your Twitter. Account? He's a genius. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he won. I mean, I couldn't even answer a question on Jeopardy. He won it three times. So, yeah. He really so, was on Jeopardy? He, he, he won. won he was three-time three champion? Yeah, his wow. Name, his name's Adam Taxon. He's a big Philly guy. Okay. Yeah, and he's a lawyer. He, like, passed the bar in five states just because he wanted to. Hey, where's I, where's home for you now? Where do you live? Uh, I've been hanging out at that intersection, you know, heaven <laughs> and hell. No, no, heaven two, and hell. Yeah, two yeah. streets. They cross yeah, they cross and that's where you are. It's like, yeah. it's like a cool Philly, place right? to hang out, you know? <laughs> I would love to see you like as as sort of the guy who walks around when the Phils play, and you're hey we meet with the families and tell us. Well, see the funny thing about the Phillies is this. So so here's what happened. I'm kind of the gift that keeps giving. Okay, right. right. So so when when we have the big year in '93, go to the World Series, I get a thirty million dollar contract. Right. So what happens is I end up having like back surgery and like didn't really didn't get their money like out of it. Okay. So. So when you get this kind of contract, they insure you. So Lloyd's of London does. They flew me all over the country. And basically, every part of my body was uninsurable except my back. So when it's time to retire, because my back, and you know, brass is coming up. Hey, you know, like your back. I said, dude, I got you. Don't I got you? Right. So I do the press conference. I, you know, it's a true thing. Uh, back surgery took me out. 
I got the Phillies all thirty million back. Huh? Huh? Hmm? Take them to the World Series and get their money back. <laughs> huh? That's pretty wild. You want me on your team? Trust me. How much of the uh, how much of the steroid abuse do you think contributed to the downfall uh, of your body? Um, I don't think the steroid abuse did. I mean, I'm, I mean, I think the way I played did, and the vet. I mean, the yeah. vet, the yeah. vet was vicious, man. I'm telling you, it's it like was, concrete. Yeah. So, like, you picture yourself trying to stop on a dime there, and mm. it's so hard. Like, like, um, which is something like. I can't do anymore. It's get hard, but, but it's so painful. It's like humiliating. Like, like the first time it happens when you get the towel there and like you, you know, like. But back to the vet. Yeah, back to the vet. You, you got to peel and reveal, and they laugh at you. That's the problem. It's not good. Yeah, they laugh. It's not good. That's the problem. So yeah, I'm yeah. always armed with you know what. But the teeth yeah. come out, so you're ready to go. Well, they don't know that. I yeah, okay. That's the like side move. Yeah. And so I also had this injury, and uh, no, I had this injury when I played football, where. I almost bit my tongue off, okay? I mm. literally did. And I looked in the mirror, and, like, it was barely hanging there, and they rushed me to the hospital, and I got, like, 15 stitches in my tongue. So there's, like, a rivet in my tongue, too. So combine that without the teeth, and you got oh, Picasso. Wow. Listen, <laughs> you're, 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 you're a cyborg sex machine. And hey, this, um, I'm a pleaser, but before Picasso can do his work, the canvas has got to be clean, you know? I got, a, I got a text that says, I feel like I need to take a shower after this interview. <laughs> Lenny, the, uh, I don't know if this, is, if this is legend or if this is not true, but I had heard that other center fielders in the league complained about center field because of the mound of, like... Absolutely. Okay, spit That's and grow. Okay. You know yeah. why it's true? Because, like, if I saw the team, my, my teammates talking to the other team, I said, we're fighting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, had a motto. We're going in their house, mm-hmm. taking their money, and doing their women. Okay? <laughs> so, so what I'm saying is, like, I wasn't voted the most hated player in the league five years in a row because, like, like I made their job easy. I made their job hard. Okay, and that's why they didn't like me. Is there a part of you that wants to be that most beloved uh, player that, you know, that everyone just goes, man, that, what, what, a, what a great ambassador of the game and so on Not and so at forth? All. Not at all. No, I love okay. my home runs on the road. In fact, like when we played Atlanta, so remember, I let off, okay? So on the road, they couldn't start the game until I got in the box. So I was in complete control at that point. So we played Atlanta, Ted Turner and Jane Fonda would be sitting there. So I'd always take a wide, wide loop. And I'd stop right in front of Jane Fonda, and I'd say, I want to, you know what, <laughs> right there. Okay? Really? Every time. Now, she'd look at me or looking through me, but Ted Turner's so goofy, looking all over the place. But that was a classic story, you know. And so my favorite home run I hit was in Atlanta to knock them out of the playoffs, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and which is, and again, kind of comparable to what happened to Carson Wentz from the, the cheap shot in the first inning. It would be kind of comparable to, like, when I'm leading off, Greg Maddox won a pitch in my head, knocking me out of the playoffs, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a rough deal yesterday, but um, I know I'm all over the map. But, but no, no, no. So that's Maddox, kind of what it, I do. it was weird that he was such a uh, dominant pitcher because he looked like such a nerd. Well, you know why? Because he pitched right. He played right. So yeah. if you play right, okay, like Tom Glavin, when mm-hmm. he, I wanted to catch it and throw it back. Yeah. He's in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. But because he didn't walk people and, and he played right, he let the percentages take over. Who's right? the player you admire the most? I mean, look, the best player to ever play the game, the, you can you can define him this way. Okay, The best player to ever play the game, Barry Bonds. The biggest, you know what, to ever play the game, Barry Bonds. Mm. Okay. You finished second to him in 93, right, for MVP yeah. voting? Yeah. I should have won that, though. You should have won that. If the MVP is supposed to be about winning, and mm-hmm. like, I mean, he had more home runs and all that stuff, but yeah. but I'm not mad, you know? I mean, look, for me, every day above ground is a good day. Yeah. 
You know, and I give people hope. Okay, especially like like gray hair, like older. Never mind. <laughs> Women. <laughs> Beverly Hills. Hills. Hang on a second. I have a three-time uh, Jeopardy champion on the line. Adam, are you there? Don't go! <laughs> Is this your guy? No, that's not him. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it. We're losing you. Uh, no, that's not him. That's not okay. one of the guys that was at the, par- at the, at the tailgate last night, yesterday. I mean, that's that's something, man. Those guys are hardcore. Yeah. I mean, wow. I mean, like, I mean, I couldn't believe it. They're everywhere, and they're all, like, looks like they're all drinking the same thing. <laughs> They, well, they there's, go hard. There's a lot, yeah. Did, did it remind you of your uh, your days of uh, youth, or is it... Uh... No, see, like, I was, like, um, controlled, dude. Like, so, like, I was kind of into, like, if it's prescribed and it's FDA approved, then I'm good. Like, I'm not doing nothing wrong. Right. Except until you get to 30 a day, and that's a problem. Right, you know? right. But, but the, there's a doctor here in Philadelphia that actually saved my life. I mean, I was actually the first, um, well, second patient in the world to do a, a thing called... Called rapid detox. So, you know, we have a huge opiate epidemic out there right now. And um, uh, there's a doctor here named Dr. Jim Berman who's the smartest, best. Like, he saved my life because, like, I couldn't get off opiates. You know, when I was playing, like, I'd see my teammates drinking, like, 20 beers a game. And I told the trainer, I said, I, I can't do that. I lead off. I said, Can you, there's got to be something else. So he gives me one little white pill. Was it Vicodin? It's a Vicodin, a little milk, five milk. And, like, I take that, I have one drink, and, like, I thought I reinvented the wheel. I said, I got him again. I figured yeah. it out. I feel great. I feel great. Now, there's nothing for free, as you know. So fast forward to, like, you know, 30 a day. And, but I couldn't get off, so I said to him, I can't live like this. There's got to be another way. And he says, there is, but it's risky. I said, what do you mean? He says, well, it's not here. It's in Israel. I said, Israel? This is 1990s, late 90s. Right. I said, Isn't that where they're blowing people up every day? He says, yeah. And he says, well, there's something else. You'd be only the second patient in the world to do it. I said, the world? That's kind of a big place. Uh, did, the first, did the first one live? <laughs> and so, 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 then, so, so then he said, and also it's a quarter million dollars. I said, I, give it. I don't care about the money. And he says, it's too risky. Don't do it. I said, no, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. So I took, you know, hired an Israeli security forces and, and took LL Airlines and, and went there and, it was actually like when I got annihilated on the way there. It was like the second time that I cried, meaning since I landed, I said, take me to my doctor. And so this is Israel, too. And like I walk in his office, some dude with his feet up against the window, smoking a cigarette, and he turns around, and it looks like he's got scars and like everything all over him. And I don't know, something happened to me. I broke down, and like, like the first time I cried was my mom wouldn't let me play in like a Little League game, so I had to have a fever or something. And the second time I cried was like in there because like if my daddy's spank me, I used to go, "Hey, dad, you done yet?" Done, <laughs> well, yeah. So, but I broke down. And I remember him coming over, and I and, I, and he pinned me against the wall, and I, I still smell that that Israeli cigarette. And he said, "I'm not going to let you die." Wow. And it was very powerful, man. Like so, so when I finally like came to and came out of it, like I went to the wailing wall, you know, instead of just like throwing it against the way, I stopped and I like. Got some clarity and said, like, like I'm alive, I'm, I'm free. Because that's a different kind of prison, opiates. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't touched one since. That's a prison I don't reckon anyone gets there. Whoever's been in that, in that world knows the pain. You know? 
And wow. so, so he did save your life. <clears throat> he did. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, listen, Lenny. This is uh, this has been a wild conversation. Yeah. I know it's, we're just scratching the surface. Sure. So we'll have to talk to you again sometime in the near future. Yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, you're just repping Martino signs. I want to make hey, sure Martino signs, man. Look at the lid. <laughs> and, and by, and by the way, you got a Martino signs yeah, hat. Yeah. And the commercials are on YouTube. And and so look, I'm also repping. Um, 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 my skills too, you know. Um, uh, yes, if anyone yes. needs uh, pleasure, also well, on Twitter, right? I mean, the bottom if... line is like, think about it, bro. Like the teeth come out, the ribbon in the tongue. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like a real. Home what run. else do you need? Space yeah, shuttle. Try to so, contain you know, yourself. Oh my god! <laughs> well, he's such a giver. <laughs> I'm such a giver. I'm a giver. You are. I mean, I'm a nice guy. I wanted to I give back. You know? Lenny, there's a whole yeah. bunch of uh, wealthy uh, like socialites, and I'm sure uh, along the main line. Yeah, right? man. I live in Villanova. Come on over. Yeah, I lived. Oh, no, I was. On, I lived in the main line too. I loved it. I lived in Devon. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, there um, you go. You, the, I, I think you yeah. could could find some customers. Yeah. On the way home from the game, I used to pull in the Wayne Hotel and like. Like, get lucky once in a while, you know? Mm. Um, I was a bad boy, man. Yeah, and it looks like you've completely reformed. <laughs> yeah, well, just, I'm, you know what I am? I'm more, it's more... Um, About the people? Yeah, I'm a man of the people. See, that's yeah. right. Good call. A man of the people. You're a man of the people. Yeah, I'm a giver, you know? Yeah, he's a giver. All right, thank you. Lenny Dykstra, yeah. guys. Yeah. Thank man you, man. of the people. Awesome. Giver. Thank you, man. Listen, we got to do this last thing. Kay, should I ask this now? Yeah. I have a $500 Amex gift card for uh, the first caller that can tell me, because this is a, a uh, we're going to do this uh, every day this week, a chance for you to win $500. If you can tell me what time and channel the Dr. Oz show is on. See, today's an easy question. Tomorrow, we'll ask you a question about today's show specifically. And the chance to win five. You get five hundred bucks. But yeah. we'll, we'll take call. I said the first caller. So two one five two six three. This is a softball. We're going to throw that up for you. Your daily dose of the Doctor Oz show each day. Doctor Oz offers uh, you know health tips, true crime stories, food investigations, celebrity interviews. Watch Doctor Oz show weekdays at. I'm not going to tell you because you need to tell me two one five two six three WMMR. Take a break. Get our answer in just a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Live you ask. Green day. Sergio Simpson. Papa Roach. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. And I apologize that I didn't get to this earlier. I said we were going to try to do it around 9.30, but... We had Lenny Dykstra in the studio, and we couldn't stop that conversation. There's no, no way. No. Uh, but we are doing this every day this week, a chance for you to win $500, roughly around 9.30 a.m., uh, concerning a question about the Dr. Oz show. Now, today's uh, question is just a general question. Tomorrow and every day after that, up until Friday, will be about a sh- uh, it'll be a question about the previous day's show. So tomorrow we'll have a question about today's Dr. Oz show. Today, our question about Dr. Oz is simply this one. What time and channel is the Dr. Oz show on? 215-263-WNMR. We had callers in, and I'm going to go to Michelle, who was our first one in. Hi there, Michelle. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Michelle. Okay, (laughs) if you can tell me the time and channel the Dr. Oz show is on, then I have $500 for you. Oh, my God, sweet. It's 2 p.m. on Fox. She just got $500. Absolutely correct. Nice work. 
<laughs> Michelle, so 500 bucks. I don't have all these flashy things to tell you. Just we're going to give you some cash, okay? Love you guys. We love you. Hang on the line. We'll get your information. We will set you up. Don't forget, you can get a daily dose of Dr. Oz show each day. Dr. Oz offers health tips, true crime stories, food investigations, and celebrity interviews. Watch the Dr. Oz show weekdays at 2 on Fox 29. You'll want to watch today and then tune in tomorrow around 930 because we'll have a question about today's program. That's very easy. That's simple. And we're continuing with the easy money because we're doing our promotion that started today, easy money. Your chance to win $1,000 each day. And the times that you can do that, uh, it's uh, it's five times a day. We started at 8, which we did earlier this morning. And then you'll hear it again at 11, 1, 4, and 6 p.m. So that's on the way shortly. And that's brought to you by Monarchy. So get set for that. Case you want to mention something? Yeah, so there's a, there's a benefit going on tonight. Uh, there's a, a local Philadelphia comedian whose name uh, was Chris Cotton. He passed away a couple of weeks ago. It was very sudden. Nobody expected it. And uh, unfortunately, you know, he leaves a, a family behind. So there is a, um, there's actually a couple of benefits going on. The first one is actually tonight. Uh, January 6th, and that is going to be um, at the City Winery, and uh, it's it's going to be a comedy show. So it's in loving memory of Chris Cotton, hosted by Dave Temple. It's going to have acts like uh, Rachel Fogletto, uh, also Che Guerrero, Steve Rinaldi, H. Foley. Uh, so this is all going on. There's, you know, GoFundMe pages, but the door uh, opens at 6 o'clock tonight. Uh, the show's going to start at 8. Tickets are $15 in advance, uh, $20 at the door with additional donations being collected at the show if people wish to donate more. And this is the first of a couple of shows that they're doing? Yeah, I know a punchline's going to have one coming up uh, okay. you know, a, a very, very soon. But, yeah, but this is the first one. It's, a, you know, just a tragedy. It happened, yeah. you know, right around the holidays and stuff. So. All right, cool. Uh, let's get into the Bizarre File stories. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right, let's begin with this one. Yeah, how can we not start with this? A high school English teacher admits to repeatedly defecating in a public park. Uh, And a news crew was there as the same man returned to the same park. Uh, while they were out just This is very similar to our story. They were were out just getting some shots of the park, and the guy was there. Uh, They found, the, the news crew found Jeffrey Churchill preparing to leave Natureland Park. Uh, the longtime school district teacher had nothing to say about the disturbing and disgusting behavior he's accused of, requesting privacy before getting into his car and driving away. Natureland Park is the same park that he's accused of defecating in for more than two years. Okay, two years. The Public Works Department had to sometimes clean up his mess five days a week, multiple times a day. Just loathsome. What? What's your park? When you need to go out and poop in a park, what park do you go to? I, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a sucker. I like Fairmount. It's, oh, really? You know, it's right down the road from I'm a Wissahickon, man. It's a beautiful yeah. park. Oh, you so. guys don't go far. You know? No, no. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I can't hold it in. No, I like to drive down the Longwood Gardens. So, <laughs> it's not like you're going to go up to Central Park. Wow, you got to pay to get in there, though. <laughs> hey, right? dude, listen. Have you ever been there? It's, yeah. it's gorgeous. Yeah, totally. It's but gorgeous. I mean, and their bathrooms are amazing. <laughs> I mean, and this is outside. Outside. All right, so Richard said, uh, this is a According to the head of the Public Works Department, he said it required us to go out there and check things daily. Uh, it was taking up precious time and resources to go and clean up unnecessary human waste. The feces was found in the open. Uh, the problem got so bad, the department installed a trail camera to catch the culprit, eventually gathering images of Churchwell and his car. 
Dear God. He said that gave us enough information that we shared it with the sheriff's department. When confronted by authorities, Churchwell reportedly said he did it for convenience. And and it says, and to be disrespectful. Maybe they meant and to not be disrespectful. I'm not sure. Or perhaps this was his protest. Uh, in the same parking lot where the news crew ran into him, uh, there is a working public restroom. Uh, authorities say Churchwell agreed to pay a fine of over $6,000. Uh, the school district says Churchwell is on leave and is set to retire on January 6th. You can't teach classes after that. Even no. If, even I if mean, they let you. Come on. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> Anything happen in your world? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a shocking video of a man urinating inside an airport terminal has the internet completely horrified. It's supposed to be the other guy's buddy. Yeah. Uh, the offense caught on camera was shared by the Instagram account called Passenger Shaming on Tuesday, and it's not clear when or what the what airport the incident occurred in. In the video, the unidentified man is seen sitting beside a number of passengers with his pants unzipped and his unmentionables out, and he just begins to pee on the floor. Are you actually shaming them when they're doing something that should be shamed? I don't know. Some passengers can be seen watching the man in shock. Instagram users, uh, users were also... Uh, disgusted by the video. I don't know where it happened. So when you pee in the airport, do you use the bathrooms? I generally use the bathrooms, yes. This is on a plane, I think. No, it was in the airport. It was in the airport? In the terminal. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, (laughs) Oh, jeez. That's ridiculous. Oh, jeez. Over there with the peeing in the terminals. Oh, jeez. Two young men were found trapped on a snow-covered cliff edge of the Great Wall of China after attempting to steal bricks from the site. Uh, believing that they would bring good luck when they place uh, when they were placed at their home. Is that the uh, the myth that uh, no. bricks from the Great Wall bring good luck? Not that I know of, but these guys thought that it would. The pair who were twi- Great Wall twenty and twenty six years old were reportedly uh, to have lost their way while crossing the mountain near the uh, Mutianyu section, mm-hmm. one of the best preserved areas of the wall in the uh, district of Beijing. The two men were found trapped on a cliff face more than 165 feet high in freezing temperatures uh, for nearly four hours after they called for help. Protect the bricks. Uh, The pair were reported to have carried an empty bag, which they claimed they would be using to pick up litter along the way. But they they were reported to have eaten at a restaurant nearby where they told the staff they were planning to steal a few bricks from the Great Wall. (laughs) This is our brick bag. Uh, the two men were existed and sh- or I'm sorry, existed. They were exhausted and shivering. I'm so from, existed from the cold, but otherwise <laughs> reported to be unharmed. Uh, they were allowed to return home after receiving a warning from police uh, that what they had attempted to do was illegal and dangerous. I'm gonna do one more story here. Uh, let's see. Facebook users were left shocked by a post which seemed to show an American man proposing to his girlfriend. Using a pot of chewing tobacco as a ring box. Uh, the post, which was shared from Instagram, uh, said, uh, oh, it was apparently on a Facebook group uh, called That's It, I'm Wedding Shaming. And they were, left people confused and disgusted by the commenters. In the caption, the original Instagram post, the man's new fiance said, he said, would you take this dip into life with me? And I, of course, said yes. Were they both chewers? I don't know. Was it Lenny Dykstra? He yeah. was using the word dip. She, you know, so. Jesus. Uh, so happy. That's, that's a Lenny proposal. He said, so happy to have everything finally falling into place with my little family. The clearly. It's wonderful. Right someone in my life. The clearly thrilled bride-to-be added, I have everything I could ever want, and he couldn't have asked in a better way. I love you, baby. 
Uh, commenters on the group were less than impressed, however, as many of them expressed disgust over the fact that he was using <laughs> chewing tobacco to propose. And it's so are. romantic, though. That is what I It's have. probably going to happen on tonight's Bachelor. In the bizarre file. That's right. It starts it tonight. It starts tonight. It? I think yeah. it's the chewing uh, tobacco. Instead of the roses, Preston, now, <laughs> you get a little on... bit of chaw. Yeah. They spit on you. Ding. <laughs> You're out. Every, all the, the girls rose. have spittoons next to them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey, there's a new Daily Rush video. Uh, the title of the video is Bear Over There Diary. I don't remember this at all. I like the title. The description says, Bear Where? There. <laughs> Write it down in your diary. Okay. <laughs> so it is now available at PrestonandSteve.com, and it's sponsored by Punchline Philly Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. So check that one out. We will be back, and we will check out your attention span and your recollection of today's show with a lesson question and a prize connected to that. Trash and Music News coming up, too. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's do today's lesson question, and we will give away a four-pack of tickets as the Wings face off against the Warriors. The home opener is this Friday, by the way. No Wells- way! Yeah, for real, to Wells Fargo <laughs> Center. So, let's see. I'm uh, I'm doing Dry January. Uh, Steve came to a gig that my band played, and uh, I didn't drink anything except six of these. What did I have? 215 215- <laughs> 263 WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. I drank six of these at my last gig that Steve came to. It's amazing. 215-263-WMMR. If you know the answer, call now. We're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, sir. What do you have in store for us? This, the, well, this morning? is pretty cool. Queen Elizabeth, the Prince of Wales, the Duke of Cambridge, and Prince George all appeared in the first royal family portrait of the new decade. The portrait shows the queen holding her face Kevin Arnold style as the boys discover her sitting on the toilet. <laughs> oh, my God. The world's first clone pet, a cat named Copycat, turned 18 years old last week. Copycat spent the day, spent the day doing what he always does, sleeping and murdering children. Hey! And finally, 16-year-old uh, Bad Baby, a.k.a. Daniel Br- Danielle Bragoli, calling out 30-year-old boxing star Adrian Broner for hitting her uh, hitting on her over Instagram. Broner says he had no idea she was 16 and simply thought she was brain dead. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, let's see who's paying attention. I'm uh, going to ask the question. At uh, my last gig, Steve saw me drink six of these, 215-263-WMMR. What were they? I'll go to Dave. Hi, Dave. Presbo? Yeah, Presbo? bud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, do me a favor. Tell me what what I had six of the uh, at my last gig. I think it was milkshake. Milkshake. Yeah! You got it. Yeah! Hang on, Dave. We're going to give you a four-pack of tickets as the Wings face off against the Warriors in their home opener this Friday at the Wells Fargo Center. You can experience nonstop action, fun for the whole family, and enjoy dollar hot dogs. You can get tickets at wingslax.com. Let's get to music news. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. I got some stories for you guys. We'll start with this. Foo Fighters shared a cryptic photo and a little bit of music, actually just drums, on Thursday night. Uh, the second time in the past week, the band has hinted about new music. 
The latest picture is a black and white photo of a disassembled drum kit on some steps paired with about a minute of audio of a simple drum meet. And along with it were a uh, drum beat. Did I say drum meet? Drum beat. It is very good. Along with it were the hashtags uh, FF2020 and FF25. This year, 2020, will mark the 25th anniversary of their first album in 1995. Uh, on New Year's Day, the band tweeted out a similar photo, this one of a microphone set up in a bathtub along with the same hashtags. Uh, Dave and the other members of the band have been hinting that a new studio LP is underway in recent months. Now, in other news, Dave and fellow Nirvana members Pat Smear and Chris Novoselic got together Saturday night at the Art of Elysium Charities Annual Benefit Gala in Los Angeles to play a five-song set of Nirvana's hits with Beck, St. Vincent, and Dave's 13-year-old daughter, Violet, handling lead vocals. So uh, they had a chance to get back together and do it again. A new video from Ozzy Osbourne is coming out today for the song Straight to Hell. Straight to Hell! And the Prince of Darkness shared a teaser for it over the weekend in anticipation of its arrival. Straight to Hell is the second single from Ozzy's forthcoming album, Ordinary Man, which will be released later this year, and it features the guest appearance from uh, Slash and follows up the LP's first single, Under the Graveyard. Seems like a lot of people are stepping in and working with... Uh... Ozzy, mm-hmm. and the music has been pretty good. Like, the thing he did with Post Malone was pretty good. Ordinary Man is Ozzy's first solo album in ten years, by the way. Ten years. Ten years. Uh, to Linda Bennington, the widow of Chester Bennington, got remarried on New Year's Eve at Turtle Bay Resort in Kahuku, Hawaii. Uh, the groom is Los Angeles County firefighter Michael Fredman, uh, and to Linda and Chester's three children attended the ceremony along with other friends and family members. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but is that not the anniversary of her marriage to... Yeah, they also got married on New Year's Eve. She right. and Chester got married in 2005 on New Year's Eve. So, yeah, same, uh, yeah, which is interesting. It I is. I, I, I was wondering about that, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know the story behind why that took place. Where was um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall filmed? Was it in Turtle it was Bay? On, it was on Oahu. Oh, okay. Uh, and Case, I don't know if it was Waikiki or not. I don't think it was. I don't know why Turtle Bay sounds so familiar to me. You're uh, thinking of Kamano Wanalea? Ah, that's it. Uh, no, you're it, right. It might have been. Okay. Yeah, Turtle Bay Resort, North okay. Shore. Yep. Uh, or be- Cock-a-pee-pee-poo-poo. <laughs> Beastie Boys are the subject of the first photography book from filmmaker Spike Jones. Uh, simply titled Beastie Boys, Jones' first ever book of photography will document his decades-long collaboration with the trio, which spawned numerous music videos, classic album covers, a memoir, and more. Uh, the 256-page tome contains over 200 of the Academy Award-winning director's personal photos shot during his time spent with the group. Uh, Beastie Boys is due out March 17th. And finally, I mentioned this earlier, Queen guitarist Brian May discussed his recent bout with depression. Across his social media platform, 72-year-old rock legend shed light on what seems to be an ongoing issue for him that was only exacerbated by the holiday season. He wrote, uh, most of this Christmas period, I haven't wanted to show my face because my face was grim. There's something about this time of year that paralyzes me. Depression, hopelessness, fear. I get engulfed. Is it logical? No. Should I be grateful for my life and therefore not depressed? Yes. But none of that makes any difference when you look up and the colors have gone out of the world. Hmm. Tomorrow, I'm wrenching myself back into normality. 
starting with some biking and stretching and a hot and cold and hot and cold shower. Wait, is this just a Peloton ad? Uh, maybe it is. Uh, May went. I just didn't quite feel myself until I got my pellets on. Uh, May went on to describe the various foods he'll be eating to help cheer up his mood. Uh, despite his state of mind as the year drew to a close, one thing for sure is professionally, Brian May and Queen have enjoyed a stellar year with the unprecedented success of Bohemian Rhapsody. To date, the movie's raked in over nine hundred million dollars globally. Stands as the biggest musical biopic to date. That's wild. I'm wondering how much money he and Roger Taylor got out of that. Yeah, and it's funny last night because they were, you know, they were they were there. At least Rami Malek was at the Golden Globes, and and Sasha Baron Cohen, who was originally slated to play Freddie Mercury, was there. Yeah. I wonder if he's like <laughs> kicking himself for letting that yeah. one go. Uh, Queen and Adam Lambert, by the way, kick off their 2020 dates in Japan on January 25th. And there you go. That is what I have. In music news for you, we got one more break to take. We're going to do that. We'll come back in a second. We'll get our letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize and the triumphant return of Pierre Robert. Wow. Yep. Stay with us. We'll be our back. MMR's day off on the slopes at Jack Frost Mountain, Friday, January 10th. Look out below! Celebrate winter with the best lift ticket deal out there, along with a Pierre Robert live broadcast and a legendary happy hour with Jackson, live from E2000 Lounge. Listen up. There's still time to save money on your lift tickets. Ski the day with us for $20 through our pre-sale. Available while supplies last or until noon on January 8th. WMMR.com has all the details. MMR's Day Off on the Slopes. Sip, ski, and be merry. Friday, January 10th at Jack Frost Mountain from JFBB, where the snow comes first. And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. And I like starting the week off this way. We began with our easy money at 8 a.m. It's going to be coming up again in about 15 minutes, five times a day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. So awesome. $1,000 each time. Pierre with your next shot, and he's going to tell you what you need to do in order to win that. So we're happy to bring yet another cash contest back to you. And then we gave away 500 bucks with uh, Dr. Oz. We'll do that again tomorrow. Uh, so I love that we're starting off the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. money all over the place. And it was wild to have Lenny Dykstra in here this morning. I want to thank Lenny uh, for coming by this morning for no particular reason other than to just talk. And Lenny has got stories. My God. So I texted my friend who I, I told you guys about who I dated when he yeah. was a uh, a bat boy. And he said, oh, I wish I would have known. I could have given you some some other things to talk to him about. So he said that uh, part of his job or I guess what the favors he would do for him, each city they would go to, he would have a picture of a, of a lady, a woman and their phone number. And my friend would call and set up a, um, a time to meet in the lobby. And he would take the picture and he would go, Dykstra would take the picture and go down into the lobby to try to match the picture to some who walked in like that's how he would remind himself he would get pictures have okay. phone numbers my friend would call set up the date in each wow. city that they traveled to okay did he ever get to sneak into the closet he said that that never happened oh really so with for him. Him. For yeah. him okay yeah. yeah wow to me that was a little creepy uh yeah you think yeah. you're kidding me? there's a lot creepy come yeah. in and watch me anyway uh if you missed it uh, it, you can check it out via the podcast, and you won't want to uh, miss a moment of what Lenny had to say when he came in. It was pretty wild. Uh, so that was cool. 
Um, we got to do the letter of the day. Case, I guess you're going to do it. So let's do that. Here we Preston go. and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. S, as in super sucky. All and right. that comes from uh, Pancake, who's uh, very depressed today. Letter S, he's depressed? Yeah, about oh. the Eagles yesterday. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I understand that. Yeah. All right, so we are going to have a chance for you to win uh, a very cool night at the Valley Tower. It's newly named, by the way, newly renamed Valley Tower at Valley Forge Casino Resort. And the winner's going to get an overnight stay, dinner for two, and two tickets to an upcoming show. So dinner, show, and a night. It's awesome. Uh, you got to be at least 21 years of age. Uh, new name, same great place, Valley Tower at Valley Forge Casino Resort, where the house is yours. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. So we will give that away on Friday. Just keep track of the letters, and you should be good to go. Uh, thank you to our new traffic sponsors, NJM Insurance Group Traffic. Uh, they uh, are uh, they're trusting Kathy Romano with her reports every day, just like you do. So I just want Thank them for getting on board. And I also want to thank the sponsors of the program. Today, it's been brought to you by Acme Fresh Foods, Local Flavors, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. Also brought to you by Villanova's College of Professional Studies. Pursue the next you. And uh, Virtua, when you put your back in our expert hands, Penn Medicine and Virtua Health, put an active life back in yours. Uh, tomorrow on the program, actor Joe Montaigne will oh, be joining us. awesome. And we'll have all those other cash opportunities, so make sure you don't miss out on it. That's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. Yo, for this year to be the year of protecting the quarterback, and for that to happen to Carson Wentz, that's a Joke. The Eagles were robbed. Next message. I want to give a big shout out to my good friends Chuck and Mark on their 10-year anniversary today. And I'm really excited for you guys who are adopting your first child. You guys will make great fathers. I love you guys. Congratulations, man. Next message. Uh, it's a new year. It's all dying down. Holidays are over. So what the f*** are we supposed to do now? Just go back to regular work weeks? F*** that f***. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.